Welcome back to Word of God. We are three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old time fan. My pronouns are vvim or it's, and you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash ash comma man. I'm Emma, the latecomer. I use she, her, and they, them pronouns, and you can follow me on Tumblr at Lazarus Emma. I'm Wyatt, the newcomer. I use he, him pronouns. You can follow me on Twitter at topplethrones. And you can follow the show on Twitter, Tumblr, and on TikTok at Word of Godcast. It's daylight savings today, and I'm sleepy. <laughs> I'm on like four, I've maybe five hours schedule. of sleep. Oh my god. I have work at 7 a.m. tomorrow. Ew. Yeah. I have an essay tomorrow schedule. I haven't started. It's the lives. These are the lives we live. Mm-hmm. I have a new job. Podcasters are people too. Everyone congratulate Ash. Yeah. It's got benefits and everything. It's got benefits and everything. And I get to sit all day. It's so nice, you guys. <laughs> I highly recommend. Anyway, so today we're going to talk about uh, 4 7 and 4 8. It's a great pumpkin, Sam Winchester, and wishful thinking. Um, content warnings for this episode include. Content warnings for this episode include gory death, teeth and mouth horror, death by boiling, pedophilia and creepy stuff towards high school girls, fat phobia, peeping, alcoholism, suicide. Um, I don't know exactly what to warn about the guy wishing the woman loved him more than anything, but it feels like there should be a warning there. Um, and food poisoning. If you'd like us to warn for something we don't already flag, you can reach us through our ask box on Tumblr or send an email to wordofgodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, okay. So, oh, let me find out. Uh, <laughs> let me see who wrote this. Julie episode. Siege. Okay. Emma just yes. pulled it off the brain before I could find it on Google. I was paying attention. This one is Julie okay. Siege and the next one is Ben Edlund Lou Bolo. Yep. Well, Mr. Edlund. Okay, I, so... I cannot what? fucking wait to talk about this. this that episode's things. great. We're going to have a lot to talk it's, about. There's, it's, there, it's good and it's bad. It sure is an episode. It sure yeah, is like it's episode. very much supernatural. Yes, peak supernatural. Um, but first we're going to talk about It's the Great Pumpkin, Sam Winchester. Uh, which is just a joy to say, even though it makes no sense. It, I, it's, it's a weird title. Like I get, I get why it's called that. I have thoughts about it. I have thoughts about like, why is it Sam and not Dean? What's the, like, why? We gotta have a Sam. I haven't seen It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown in a very long time though. So maybe. Is Sam, what is it saying about Charlie Brown? Is Sam supposed to be, what's. Charlie Brown has demon blood. Stanford is the football. How do these things, how do these two things connect? And if Sam is Charlie Brown, then who is Dean? Lucy. I was going to say Peppermint Patty. So true. Just for I the gender, seen the, I think. The peanuts in a while. I love peanuts. My great grandmother has a little collection of them that I used to read every time I would go to her house. I don't know what happened to it. Um, so this episode starts two days before Halloween. A woman is walking down the street with a big pumpkin and some Halloween candy. Uh, her husband wants to eat some of the candy, but she tells him no. So she takes the baby upstairs to take to give him a bath because he's covered in baby food. And the husband sneaks into the candy bin. He eats some candy but stops. There's a very gross bit where he pulls a razor blade out of his mouth. And then he starts coughing razor blades up and dies on the floor. Woohoo! <laughs> it's real rough. I skipped You're that part. I, skipped it is, I was like, no, thank you. I don't want to watch people rough. pull things out of their mouth. Yeah, it's, it's awful. Yeah, it was gross. Um... Like, it looked really good, and that's why it was gross. Um, so, you know, that happens. 
Uh, after the title card, we see Sam and Dean interrogating the wife. Uh, apparently, there were four razor blades. Uh, two on the floor, one in his stomach, and one lodged in his throat. Wild. Which, like, um, the candy was not even big enough to have one razor blade in it. Nope. Which, I, how come no one asked that question? Like, they saw the, I mean, I guess, I don't know. It doesn't it's matter. supernatural. Yeah. Um, Dean is looking around for a hex bag. They find one behind the fridge, so it looks like we have a witch on our hands. Uh, the hex bag they found has some dark stuff, stuff that's very old, indicating that this is a very powerful witch. Luke himself was pretty boring, so there's no real reason why someone would want him dead. Next, we cut to a high school Halloween party. It's apparently pretty boring because they haven't gotten into the booze yet. You know how high schoolers are. Uh, but there is an apple bobbing tub. I've never been to a Halloween party, but I've never been apple bobbing in my life, and frankly, I think I'm missing out. It looks so unsanitary. I don't think you're missing anything. It's so unsanitary. You're literally sticking your oh, face yeah. in the same water as other people. It's gross. Your face is all wet. You gotta go clean your face. And then, and then uh, I mean, no, this is jumping you. ahead a little bit, but um, when Tracy, not Tracy, when Jenny goes and like tries to get an apple, she like goes for another one. She's just putting her mouth on all the apples. I would rather die. Yeah. They're high schoolers. They're going to be drinking out of the same booze bottle. That's also gross. High schoolers are disgusting. That's true. Both things I can be gross. Everyone's going to get mononucleosis. Yeah, everyone's going to get, um, not herpes, cold sores. Well, cold sores are herpes. Yeah, they're just a different strain of it. And everyone's <laughs> going to get strep. Supernatural podcast sex ed. <laughs> so true. Um, so... These two girls go bobbing for apples. One of them gets boiled alive in the tub. It's pretty gruesome. Yeah. This episode is really like, yeah, we're gonna kill some people. Dean makes a really gross... There's a really gross bit about the age of this girl. It happens a couple times. It's not uh -huh. good. Um, Sam looks around for the hex bag. Dean asks Tracy uh, about Luke, but she says she doesn't know who that is. They find another hex pack and finally figured out what they're dealing with is a witch who wants to raise a demon called, wait for it, Sam Hain. <sighs> I'm sure White is going to have a lot to say about this stuff. Um, I should know because I'm like into this kind of stuff, but I'm lazy. But I'm pretty sure that's not how you pronounce that word. Pretty sure it's Sa Wen. Um, so Sam Hain, once raised, can raise a bunch of undead people to follow him around, so there's stakes. Sorry, but just, it's sound. It's sound. Okay. Um... So Dean's at a stakeout at Luke's house uh, and finds out that Tracy uh, is the Wallace's babysitter. And she was lying when she said she didn't know Luke. My next note is Dean makes a very weird comment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about this. I can't tell if it's another, like, creepy joke or if it's just incredibly gender or both. But we'll talk about it. Uh, it turns out that Tracy got suspended from school after getting into a fight with her teacher. So Dean and oh, Sam... Oh, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so Dean and Sam go to talk to them. Dean sees a scary mask, and it reminds him of hell. We get a stoner Dean win. This art teacher, Don, is your typical art so teacher. True. He uses his first name, even with his students. Um, he likes Tracy a lot, and he expresses that it's a shame that she got suspended. Apparently, her art had gotten disturbing. She would draw symbols and drawings of herself taking part in violence and human sacrifice. Uh, Dean and Sam return to the motel, and they can't find Tracy. A kid in an astronaut suit comes trick-or-treating, and Dean ate all the candy they had and makes a shitty comment to this literal child. Yeah, they head into the motel, and Sam points a gun at Cass, because it turns out they never actually met. Um, yeah. There's also a mysterious other guy standing at the window looking mysterious. Sam gets very weird, it's adorable, and Cass is amused. Uh, Cass asks if they've managed to stop the raising of Sam Hain. Turns out the witch managed to get a hex bag into the wall of the room. How she did that? I don't know. 
apparently the raising of Samhain is one of the seals. The witch is cloaked even to the angels. The other angel is Uriel. Cass calls him a specialist. I think he's the one who did the Pillars of Salt. But I'm not very yeah, updated. Yeah, it's implied also, this it's is the Sodom Wisdom. and Gomorrah guy. We'll, we'll talk about it. Just, I only know the Sodom and Gomorrah bit because of gay omens. Good omens. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um, <laughs> Freudian slip. It's also the name of the Discord server I ran, but okay. <clears throat> so Cass tells Sam and Dean that they need to leave because they're going to destroy the whole ass town in order to pre prevent the summoning of Samhain. Sam is having a crisis about how shitty these angels are. Dean refuses to leave the town because he knows that the angels don't want Dean killed. So they come back out and the Apollo has been egged. Sorry, Dean, but you kind of deserve it. You definitely deserved it. Yeah. Uh, Dean comforts Sam about faith. And Sam realizes that the bone that was charred couldn't have been burned by a fire or a kitchen oven, but a kiln could do the job. Um, so they head to the school, to the art room, and they find a locked drawer full of baby bones! Yay! <laughs> um... We cut to Uriel and Cass chilling in a park. Love to see it. <laughs> we yes, uh, Uriel calls humans a slur, and Cass reprimands him about it. Cass likes humans, and Uriel obviously resents them. Turns out there's some true orders that they haven't told Dean and Sam about. Ooh. Um, we cut to that night, and there's a basement where Don is doing some magics. Tracy's tied to the ceiling. Dean and Sam bust in and shoot Don. They cut Tracy down, but turns out Don was Tracy. She mother. was a witch too. Ah! <laughs> It's such a dumb twist. It is. He was going to betray her and make her the final sacrifice, but oh well, now he's the last one, so she starts monologuing, etc. She summons Sam Hain, and he possesses Don's body. Sam covers his and Dean's face in blood and play dead. Sam Hain trisses Casey, Tracy, it's uncomfortable, and then he snaps her neck and calls her a whore. So it's just great all it's around. It's great, yeah. There's it's yeah. Di like, diversity win, this horrible episode was written by a woman. Uh-huh. <laughs> Also, this is I I I just want to say briefly, um, the the actress playing the witch is one of the main characters on Pretty Little Liars. It's Hannah Marin. Marin, I forget how you say her last name from Pretty Little Liars. It's just a fun. It's I fun have little... no idea what Pretty Little Liars is about. Is it about murder? Uh, is it like Riverdale so. but like less fun? I only ever saw commercials for it when I was a kid and watched Glee. I don't know what the mystery is, but it is a t it is like a mystery thriller about the disappearance of a girl. Okay. Um. So anyway, uh, apparently this demon has really, really bad eyesight or something. So he assumes Dean and Sam are already dead or something. It's something to do with the masks. I'm sure, we'll talk about it more. It's weird. Um, so he heads out to start spreading chaos. Don heads to the mausoleum where some of the high schoolers are partying, locks them in, and starts bringing some zombies to life. Rip to Justin. Um, on the way, Dean and Sam have a conversation about Sam maybe using his demon powers to get rid of Sam Hain. Dean refuses and makes him promise to use the knife. Dean saves the teenagers and Sam goes to confront Sam Hain. They fight. Sam Hain knocks the knife out of his hands, so Sam has to use his powers to get rid of him. Dean comes up and sees this, but Sam manages to exercise Sam Hain. Next, Sam's back in the motel, and Uriel pops up to be mean about Mary and Jess and calls Sam out for using his demon powers. Uh, he threatens Sam, and then poof, he's gone, but not before telling Sam that Dean actually remembers everything from hell. Um, Sam's not the only one who gets to have a little meet-cute with an angel. Cass shows up on the bench next to Dean and reveals that their orders were not, in fact, to purify the town, but to do whatever Dean told them to do. It was a test, apparently, but Cass doesn't know whether Dean passed or failed. Mm. Sam Hayden was raised, but he was stopped. The seal was broken, but there was minimal collateral damage. 
Cast reveals that he was hoping Dean would choose to save the town no matter what. Oh, nuance. In my Castiel, it's more likely than you think. Cass loves humans because they're God's creations, their works of art. Cass confides in Dean that he has questions, doubts about the heavenly plan, about right and wrong, and he doesn't envy all the shit Dean will have to put up with this season. And that's the episode. Oh, that's the episode. The blorboification of Castiel. So true. It's true. true. It's beginning here. The, the, the trivia section for this article is the most blorbification I've ever, like, has a bit that is the most blorbification I've ever read for a character. Yeah. Like, the editorializing. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I, like, I have no, well, I shouldn't say that. There's, I, I shouldn't say that about the whole fandom. I have no qualms with, like, the, the supernatural fandom mostly, except for the incest part for some of it, but it's a big fandom. But the... I'm gonna re- I'm gonna read this because it's very funny. It's so good. Uh, in a in a way that in a way that I find charming <laughs> to, to whoever wrote this. Um, this episode reveals Castiel to be something more than just a quote dick with wings. His pure, almost innocent personality and wonder for humans endeared him to audiences and resulted in his originally planned ten episode run being extended for another two seasons <laughs> and his elevation to a main character. Two his pure, almost almost innocent personality. He's to audiences. That's my guy. Like, I'll give I'll give them that. This is a very endearing episode. This does yeah. make Cass much more it interesting. Is. It is. It However, is. I would not say that he is innocent. Uh-huh. Almost innocent. Almost there is so much writing on on that word. Mm-hmm. It's doing so, it's holding up so much weight in this sentence. Literally yeah. so true. It's, yeah, it's insane. Uh, but I also, okay. I remember that that fandom had a very big problem of wubifying Cass. Yeah, I, I sense a little bit ableism. of that there. Yeah, it's it's ableism, it's shitty attitudes about, like, a lot of it always boiled down to fetishizing, um, because Cass was the quiet one, the awkward one, the one that got wubified. He was also apparently the bottom which doesn't make any sense if you've actually watched Supernatural. Um, there was a lot. It was a lot and it was bad and fandom didn't fucking... Fandom literally did the thing where they made up a whole ass character uh-huh. and didn't use any of the actual so, canon from the show. I'm so fucking excited to talk about this more as we move forward through Supernatural time. Supernatural fandom 1.0 um, did not but... deserve Castiel. They didn't. So for true. This, but they still episode. deserve them more than the show itself. Uh-huh. That's true. Go, going back to this Goddamn. specific moment in time, though, yes, yes. Uh, my first note is, is there usually this much of a shopping rush for Halloween? It seems like... I don't know. It, like, they're like, oh, it was hard. Like, we almost didn't get candy. It's like, do peop- do stores run out be- of candy? Yes. It's two days before Halloween. Chances I are... I guess it's two days In a Halloween. small town like this with only, mm, like, 1,200 people... The Walmart and that's the, true. Like, it's a small town. I didn't think about that. Both ran out of candy like three days ago. But frankly, it's this woman's fault for not buying candy at the beginning of the goddamn month. Okay, I can't believe you're right, still blaming her for buying razor blade candy by accident. <laughs> like I live in a really big city. Well, not a really big city. I live in <laughs> no, a you don't. city. I live yeah, in a you small absolutely city. do not. You live in um, a very small city. I've been to your city. It's not big. It's not big. Um, and I'm glad about that. Um, but like the three Walmarts, 
the four Safeways, the two Albertsons, the three Rosars, the two Trader Joes, and like all of the gas stations. See, this is what you you being able to like just yeah, name you can all the places means that this is a small city. I think I, I have the, all valley, of those things yeah. besides the Walmart in like maybe a twenty block radius. Anyway, listen, that's, uh, that's I all beat fair. you all I didn't... in coffee shops per capita. <laughs> Um, I didn't fully have a good conceptualization of how large this town was. So yeah, well, thinking about it from that perspective, that is fair. Yeah, me neither until Uriel told us exactly how many yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, right, right. He yeah. does say that. Right, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, although I do like the, I had to arm wrestle Norma Bleeker for these and the husband goes, she's 74. It is, it is very funny. It reminds me of Spider-Man 1. Speaking of Spider-Man, that's a that's a what's the what's the Mickey Mouse thing? It's a, that's a surprise tool that'll help us later. <laughs> it is. Yes. I just okay. saw No Way Home yesterday. It was not good. See, Ooh. I'm not expecting it to be good because I wasn't I don't expecting like it to be good, Spider-Man. but like it wasn't even as good as I was expecting it. It wasn't bad though. I'm there for my Blorbos. I'm literally, I literally there for Andrew Garfield until I got what I wanted last night. I'm. Ki- we can't talk about this no, because we, we need to talk I'm about sorry. Supernatural. I'm curious why you don't like Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I watched I just, the I just Far From boring. Home Can we talk last about this night and enjoyed it a fair bit. Yes, let's talk about this episode. I used to love it, but then Disney. Anyway, yes, Supernatural. Supernatural, come on. I'll, I'll talk to you about it later, Wyatt. <laughs> okay. I like how... She's like, you can have as much candy as you want after Halloween, and then she's immediately like, I'm gonna go leave the room, and he's like, I'll be up in a minute. Like, how do you not know he's about to eat all the candy? Uh huh. Uh-huh, yeah, like this is uh-huh. your husband. You should know better. <laughs> um. And then he like he I... starts eating the candy, but he leaves the counter, o- the not the counter, the cabinet open. Like he doesn't have any sense about like getting caught if she comes back in. The cabinet's like clearly open. Come on, it's like he's never yeah. stolen candy in his life. It's true. He's gonna eat more. Um, how do we feel about this razor blade thing? Not in terms of like the horror of it, but in terms of like the leaning into the like urban myths and like weird scare tactics, Fox News shit there is around Halloween. It's very. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't like thinking about it too much. I was just like, yeah, that's a thing. Um, I do think it's funny. Like if I was a witch and I wanted to kill somebody yeah. on Halloween, that's probably how I do yeah, it. Yeah, I think I'm I think I'd chill with it just because of the fact that like yeah, it's like a weird magic spell and it's like later they talk about like, "Oh, I've heard stories about this happening, but I never thought it would actually happen." Yeah. Yeah. Also, like I don't know when exactly it became like debunked in the mass consciousness, but I remember when I was a kid, like people fully believed that people were going to put drugs and razor blades in your candy, and that's yeah, why you it's can't all... take caramel apples from people. It's because it's because Ash Halloween is a communism. Kids go around getting candy for free. That's clearly <laughs> suspicious. They go into the rich neighborhoods and take it from them. Halloween is the coolest holiday, and everyone wants to try to always ruin it and always do, like, scare tactics and panic. It's the one holiday where you go around and knock on strangers' doors and they give you candy. It's wild. It, it's great. It, like, throws aside all the regular rules of our modern society, and it's great. We always went to the, like, rich neighborhoods because they had king-size candy bars, and they fucking yeah. went all out decorating their house. Hell yeah. Scared the living pants off of me and my brothers because <laughs> there was what? a guy who fucking came out with a whole-ass chainsaw. 
chasing That's incredible. down the street. My my younger brothers got so scared of that house, they wouldn't go up to a house that was decorated the rest of the night. I had to go up there and get their candy for them. I was oh. like, 12. see, this is what I'm missing out on by never celebrating Halloween. My neighborhood okay. is see, like okay. extremely Jewish, and so we don't even like decorate for Halloween. Um, but like uh one or two neighborhoods down they're like very into it so i do get to see it when i go for a walk i'm gonna post a uh, i'm Aww. posting this video and also we're you putting this video in the refs candy. i'm recommending recommending everyone who listens to us watch this video uh called halloween is better than christmas you may not disagree by thought slime it's a oh, very God, good video that sums up all either. my thoughts about halloween anyway um this episode is really washed out yeah, like it's, it just hit me. me in this opening sequence of like how fucking grayscale this yeah. episode really is. It's whack. Like I, it might get better, but this opening scene is so like that pumpkin looks dead. It's dead yeah. on the inside, man. What'd you do to that pumpkin? <laughs> um, at some point, Sam during the interview with Mrs. Wallace is like, you know, is there any chance that like maybe a woman would have wanted to kill him? And she's like, are you suggesting an affair? And he's like, I'm mm. sorry, we have to consider all possibilities, which is fair. He's not doing anything yeah. wrong. And she goes, if someone wanted to kill my husband, don't you think they'd find a better way than a razor and a piece of candy he might eat, <laughs> which is much more fair? I don't know. It's it's. I mean, it's the perfect crime. <laughs> if you don't mind also killing other people, which I guess the witch would. Uh-huh. And also, like, probably Sam's most questioning likely. Are like, yeah, I'm joking. I'm joking. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like Sam is Sam is questioning like, would anyone wanted to kill specifically him? And I feel like, as a generalization, people generally don't want to kill more than one person by accident. Yes. It's a it's a shitty method, except that it's magic, so it worked. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know why this guy, if he has such a sweet tooth, why doesn't he go out buy his own candy? Why doesn't he buy his own candy? This is what I'm always saying. This. If he has so much of a sweet tooth, why didn't he go buy candy on like the first of the month and Maybe just he stash did and he that ate it already? He's man cane. That's true. That's true. He can have some of mine. I fucking can't eat candy anymore. I'm 22 and I can't eat candy mm. anymore. Yeah, all my sugar taste buds <laughs> are broken tum- now. It makes my tummy upset. Yeah. Um, and then Dean comes in, speaking of adults eating candy, and he starts munching, and yeah. Sam is like, really? After what we just saw? And Dean goes, Halloween, man. <laughs> He's so yeah. cute. And then Sam goes, yeah, for every for us, every day is Halloween. Your uh-huh. lives suck, guys. Dean is literally that? eating candy throughout this whole episode. Yeah, he's what? just munching. Not you guys, the Winchester guys. Their lives suck. They, yeah. they do. And uh, Dean does like a little sh- shudder about witches. He's continuing yeah. on Dean thinks witches are gross. They're so friggin' skeevy. <laughs> it's so funny with the benefit of hindsight. I mean, not as funny as it could have been, but still very funny. Um, he says that uh, Luke Wallace was so vanilla that he made vanilla seem spicy. Yeah. <laughs> Just such a weirdo. My next note is at the, the party with the high schoolers. Do we have anything before that? Um, Yeah. Uh, gold thread. It's not extinct. It's not fucking extinct. <laughs> it's not fucking extinct. It's called coptis or, uh, canker root. It's, it grows all over Asia and North America. There's 10 to 15 species of it. I don't know why Wikipedia says 10 to 15. D- don't they? Are there, are there some that they don't know whether I mean, it counts as coptis or weird. not? 
so maybe I guess like that's the, true. the blurry lines between like is this separate or like a <sighs> variation um anyway in uh china and parts of india it's used as a uh, treatment for malarial fever and dyspepsia does it have any uh occult usage you said uh, okay you said it was really common in asia and north america is it common in europe i don't think so i'm looking here go japanese gold thread chinese gold thread idaho gold thread oh hey i live near there um three leaf gold thread grows in eastern eurasia yeah i don't don't know i don't know what the fuck um yeah i couldn't find any occult connections um again medicinal yes this is the thing is like the connection between like traditional medicine and like occultism is strong so also the way correspondences work is like yeah yeah If you you associate this plant with something, it's associated with it now. It is endangered. Okay. But it's not extinct. In the in the in the alternate universe, in the yeah, it's not been it's not been extinct for two hundred years. In the supernatural alternate universe, I guess it went extinct much sooner than it may in our world. So weird. Yeah, it's very silly. It's whenever whenever supernatural characters just say shit, I never trust them and always oh, Google it. And I'm always like, what? You just said this shit. Like, Especially where did this come from? Who wrote shit this? About plants. You just make stuff up. Like, you could. You th- really think someone would do that? Just go on TV and tell lies? <laughs> Only on the CW. <laughs> it's like anyway. they're they you just Google plants and they're yeah, like, yeah, exactly. They it don't is. even read the wiki page. And I know, like. Internet research was different in 2008, but it wasn't that different. <laughs> Wikipedia existed. You could literally just buy a book of plants. You could also literally. do that. Um, I mean, yeah. listen, I don't envy writing a Monster of the Week show in our world where, like, the amount of, like, things you have to pull in on and, like, research you would have to do would probably be pretty high if you're trying to not do a supernatural and, like, actually depict the world, honestly. But, like... They could also just I don't know. invent it's fictional plants. Have they could just make up a plant team, name. You could just make up a plant. You could just literally make up a plant. No one would yeah. care if you just made up a plant. I guess no one cares but me if you just <laughs> use a real plant. Like, no one... This is the thing. No one cares. I understand this. No one cares, but I care. I care. One I care person because cares. There care. are dozens of us. <laughs> there are dozens. Our if, niche if... interests are enjoyed by well over four people worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> if if gold thread has one uh stan it is me etc if gold thread has no fans i'm no longer in the world anyway yes, exactly. it was teen party um yes uh justin says that at the mausoleum party where he's gonna die he says he's gonna get so baked so we have another explicit he reference does. to drugs um it's true. He's gonna get so baked. this um this party's lame but kind of fun no, yeah. There's uh, nothing wrong with this party. It's just a party. Yeah, it's just lame in that, like... It's The reason why it's lame is that nobody's got alcohol yet. Yeah. Well, lame also, like, the, the... It is accurate to what a Halloween party would look like in a small town, where it's like, yeah, the, it's, like, decorated. It's, like, kind of a shitty room that they're in. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, like... I don't know. It's not. I literally it's not fancy a, or anything. I had a Halloween party like this um, at my house when I was in yeah. elementary school. Oh my like, god! I was just gonna say that I need an excuse to wear a costume, and then I remembered that at the time of this recording, perm is in four days. I manifested oh it. There you go. <laughs> um. 
speaking of which, the costuming is fun. I like it feels accurate in terms mm -hmm. of like a teenage party. It's like, you know, the the costumes being worn, there's a lot of like nurse outfits and like later on there's a really I, there's there's some wild outfits later on there's like a weird i think it's supposed to be like a cinderella or alice in wonderland but it's like a two-piece with like a midriff i don't oh, know yeah, what's going know on what there um but uh, me, there is a on. guy there's a guy who keeps showing up in the background who's dressed like a roman centurion and i do really like that guy's costume so true oh yeah I like Justin's. I don't know what it's Yeah, Justin's to be. He's just covered in blood and grime. Little known fact, that guy was actually cosplaying Rory. <laughs> actually, this isn't in... This isn't... The Tenth Doctor is still... Uh, okay, actually, Rory was cosplaying this guy. So true. <laughs> Little known fact, Rory Williams is a Supernatural fan. There's. I don't think we could say that, though, because Amy Pond shows up in Supernatural. <laughs> There's a girl yeah, in the background does. who her costume appears to just be a gold dress and a mining helmet. I don't know what's going on there. She's cosplaying the so Hunger true. Games. Actually, was that out yet? Even? I guess. I don't think so. I don't think so. I just the keep saying was. things. Yeah. The book was. Okay. None of these also... sexy Alice in Wonderland costumes have midriff except this one. I can only find one with midriff. But I think it's a sexy Alice in Wonderland costume. Why? She's There's like, also a guy I spotted eight. briefly who is dressed as the Tin Man from Wizard of Oz, which also very good costume. Mm -hmm. I feel like they just told all of these extras to be like, okay, yeah, just go to go to Party City. Uh -huh. we'll, we'll pay you to rent a Party City outfit. Uh -huh. <laughs> and they just went ham, and I love it. The the thing that the, my main note though is all the interesting costumes are in the background. The like main characters we have like nurse outfits, cheerleader yeah. outfit. And yeah. guy covered in blood. And it's like, <laughs> what about the Tin Man in the background? They'd probably have to pay royalties like, to have the Tin Man on there's a There's a girl dressed fans. as like a like circus, um, what's the word? Not conductor. Ringleader? Ringleader, thank you. There's yeah. a girl dressed as like a ringleader with like epaulets and a top hat. And that's a great costume. Yes. That's very gender, that. actually. So true. There's also another guy who's like has like a big weird hat, like Maleficent or something. Yeah, there's some fun costumes in the background. Um, anyway. Meanwhile, Tracy does a flirty little apple bobbing, and then Jenny tries because they're competing for Justin's attention for some reason. He's so lame. Uh -huh. For some reason, even though he's pretty lame. <laughs> he's literally just he's some like guy, the most right. milk toast stoner white man ever. Yeah, he would do numbers on Tumblr. <laughs> And Jenny doesn't even like just drown. Like, if she drowned in an apple lobbing, it would be weird enough. But no, she has to boil her face. Like, yeah. It's a pretty bad way to go. Not yeah. gonna rough. Her whole face starts turning red at some point, which honestly, it looks like they just shone a red light on her face. Um, yeah, it doesn't look great. But it's all right. It's fine. It's fine. But when it they pull the her job. out of the water, it looks pretty good. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, I don't know what being boiled alive would make you look like but yeah it's pretty nasty that's probably good it's probably good that you don't know that yeah <laughs> i mean i've spilled boiling water on myself before so it's not pretty no matter what but yeah and then sam and dean show up and sam makes the gel bait comment hate that yeah literally hate it and like dean tries to claim that he wouldn't but sam just like ignores him and then dean makes like a face implying that he would in fact it's bad that's yeah bad. no it's not good at all also, a girl's just, uh, just, uh, she just died. It's inappropriate, guys. 
Like it's always yeah, inappropriate, they're, but they're particularly when someone just died. To like, yeah, I know. Yeah, death of strangers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like time and a place, guys. Even if she wasn't literally in high school. Um, yeah, my note is in the in the motel room. Um, Dean says uh, something about wicked bitch payback. He does do that, which is like I guess it's cutesy in that like at least it's a pun. I'm, but like stop saying bitch. You can't say that. We're only on season four, but I'm just fully desensitized to the misogynistic language. I'm just like, yep, here it is again. Yep. Supernatural. Okay, can I talk about song now? Yeah. yeah. I just think it's dumb that Dean doesn't know and Sam has to explain, but we've yeah. discussed the expository. But we've, yeah, it's always, they always it's need fine. to explain it's for fine. the audience. You can go yeah. talk about the lore. Um, okay. So, so first of all, Sam Hain's not a demon. Sam Hain has never been a demon. Demons have nothing to do with San. Um, I also don't know if I'm like super, there's, it's like slightly more accented than that, but I'm not, I'm just going to say son, it's whatever. Um, listen, it's my culture. I'm allowed to mispronounce <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so, so, okay. The thing Sam says is Dean Sam Hain is the damn origin of Halloween, which yeah, sure. Basically. Um, I mean, not sort of, yeah, it's like all Hallows Eve is a different thing that like, it is the, is the Christian thing of like putting Christian holidays, like replacing the pagan holidays that already existed, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the Celts believe that I like that it's believe also the Celts, a group of people who still fully exist as a culture and believe that October 31st was the one night of the year when the veil was thinnest between the living and the dead. And it was Sam Haynes night. I mean, masks were put on to hide from him. Nope. Sweets left on doorsteps to appease him. Nope. Faces carved into pumpkins to worship him. Nope. He was exercised centuries ago. Sure. Um, later there's a thing about like wearing masks to keep him away and it works, which like, sure. According to the rules that you made up, but no, um, so there's a thing here um i would i would i'm just gonna read what it says on wikipedia also like beltane song was a liminal or threshold festival when the boundary between this world and the other world thinned meaning the aoshi uh could more easily come into our world most scholars see the aoshi as remnants of pagan gods etc 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 kind of um there's been some interesting scholarly work about the idea of thresholds and liminality and in terms of like boundary between this world and the other world um the idea of there being an other world is a kind of modern concept that arose a lot from like 18th and 19th century occultism that was partly a reaction to post-enlightenment like the world is fully mapped out and like understood and explored and thus like for occultism and supernatural stuff to exist there must therefore be like a secondary world overlaid over this one where there is still mystery and like spiritual supernatural things can still exist historically um broadly i won't do a supernatural and say all cultures but like most faiths and such believed that the supernatural aspects of their like theology and folklore were part of the world like the people of the mound like you could go to the mounds in question like olympus was a mountain like the greeks believed that you could go to hades like they they knew where the entrance to it was like that the whole thing of like there being a separate world overlaid over is like i said yeah fairly modern concept so that idea of like a thresh like the 
boundary is not quite right. Um, at least as far as I'm concerned, again, the skull, like the it, history is always kind of made up because there's only so much we can interpret from the past. But like, this is just based on reading I have done. Um, there's probably arguments about it. But anyway, I just wanted to make my piece there. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, San's just like a big old party. Um, like, it was a festival of the dead, which is partly where the, like, connection to, like, spookiness comes from. But, like, people just partied, like, drank a lot, held contests. A lot of the, like, um, Irish, like, myth cycle and stuff has, like, big moments take place, um, during Son because it's fun. Um, I think the, um... I think the invasion of Ulster happened during Sun. Yeah, there's very various stuff happens because it's like an important date and it's fun to set stuff around that. Um, storytellers love to set things around festivals and such, uh, because it like people can be like, ah yes, this is we'll talk we'll tell this story on this date because in the story it happens on this date. Um Yeah, I don't know. There's not like it's the show is so wrong that I don't even need to like say much more about it than this. <laughs> It's just a good party time. It's like, it wasn't... The bit later where Sam Hain is like... I think it's Sam Hain who says it. Uh, is like, the kids are outside. Haha, <laughs> this used to be when... The only it's, day when the kids the wouldn't be inside. It. Oh, it's the... Okay. Anyway, yeah. It's like, that's not true. It was just a fun party day. <laughs> it wasn't scary. It's very silly. It annoys me. Mm-hmm. Whenever Supernatural is like, oh, the past was a scary time, and, like, demons roamed the earth, and, like, kids came all around to get sacrificed to these gods, I'm like, I guess. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, like, it's a thing that annoys me about, like, modern society, okay. the way we mythologize the past and make it out to be way worse than it is, as, like, look at how good we've got it now. It's like, no, we, like... We have it good in a lot of ways. Modern medicine is great. I like the internet. But, like, you know, people have always been people. Like, the nasty, brutish, and short stuff that, like, is often used to characterize history as a way to say, we've got it so much better now, uh, is a pet peeve of mine. I'm going to shut up now because I've been talking for a while about this. <laughs> Tell us more about how this we live my, in society, This is Wyatt. my soapbox. <laughs> On the other hand, though, like, we really do have it better today, not because, like, everyone in the past was, like, a savage or something, but because it's almost allergy season, and that means I'm going to have to take an iron pill and an allergy pill and any pill that I, before I eat dairy, and that's, like, three every single day, and if I lived, like, 200 years ago, I would just be in constant misery. It's true. No, yeah, absolutely. It's and absolutely true. Pill. Not to just broadcast my medical needs to the entire internet. Hi, oh everyone. my god, you only take three pills during allergy season? That was a minimum. Okay, I'm making fun of you. I don't actually... <laughs> Points I take, and laughs actually, at me. Like, you life only take three pills a day. Well, I only take three pills a day, but I have to take them every day no matter what. Mm -hmm. But that's just because I have brain problems. I just contend with the idea of, like, for, for tens of thousands of years, it was absolutely miserable to be a human at all times, always, and only now is the good time. Yeah. I, I feel like, like people like have people... thought that throughout history, though. Yeah, I know, like, we're exactly. we're not special for thinking that, is the funny part. Yeah. Same way that, it's like, also, you get articles from, like... like, hundreds of years ago where it's like, kids these days don't know how to read. Yes. Yes. This is it's... what I mean, is people have always been people. Yeah. Yes. 
And that's why Cass likes us. <laughs> Would it have sucked to be a medieval serf in, you know, 1600, dying of the Black Plague? Yes. No. Or yes, well, it would have sucked. did they have to work three jobs because of capitalism and worry about the impending heat death of the universe? No. Not the heat universe. Pros and cons. Like, our little corner of it. Life is always anyway, pros Anyway, not cons. to get existential, can we go back to the episode? <laughs> yes, let's talk about our blurbos. Um, I think it's very funny that Sam is like, this ritual can only be performed every 600 years, and Dean's like, on the 600-year marker, and he says, tomorrow night. And Dean goes naturally. Yeah, it's it's he's, great. He's really like, yeah. we live in a story. This is bullshit. Yep. Everything happens to us. Like, why couldn't this have been Dad's generation? Yeah. Six hundred years, and it happens to be tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. They just stumbled upon I mean, this case just in time. To. It's the same like thing as. Do you think a hunter sometime would have met a, an angel? And Sam's like, yeah. Yeah, like it has did. to be someone, but it's always them. Yes, because they're the specialist little boys. They're the specialist little characters in the whole specialist little world. Mm-hmm. Um, I do kind of like what they're setting up with the Halloween vibe of this, I guess, of like the connection here is Sam Hain is going to summon all these like ghoulies and Dark ghosts and monsters crap. and it's like that's kind of fun and then mm-hmm. dean says leprechauns and sam says dean and dean says those little dudes are scary small hands which is... he's such a weirdo okay dean oh on that he's note so though like this, the recap for this episode is just like random shots of monster of the week episodes like there's mm. no plot until like the very end it starts like reminding you about Cass or whatever but it's just like they shoot things they stab things they fight monsters remember was cute yeah and we also get sam's line from episode one you know how much i hate halloween yeah yeah god and then you know what two days later is his mom's death's anniversary and then also his girlfriend's death's anniversary like i think he has a reason to hate this time of year it's also his half birthday yeah so like (sighs) sorry sammy (laughs) sorry sammy do we skip sam's birthday didn't even that didn't even get addressed (laughs) Yeah, they just age in the background quietly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they um oh they God, like wait. he would be figure out. Oh no, I think it might happen at the end of seasons or like between seasons because he's in May. Yeah. So I don't know if he's anyway they figure now. out that I don't think so. I think he would be witch turning twenty six this season. Is the babysitter? Yeah. Wait, I want to wait before that. About... Though, yeah. Go. Yeah. Can we talk about Dean's Dean's gender comment? Yeah, that's what I've been leading up to. That happens after. Oh, it does, huh? Yeah, because they're talking about why the witch would be a babe, like a comment, which literally is not actually a gender comment. He's just he's eating too much candy, and so he has a stomach ache. But he goes, "I'm starting to cramp." Um, Dean, period, again. But see, un- no kidding, unrelated. Dean. My stomach hurts just looking at that pile of candy wrappers. <sighs> Jesus Christ! He ate so much candy. I want chocolate. When was now. the last time you went to a dentist? <laughs> Oh man, yeah. They're the 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 one of the things that the ghost facers effect hides from us is how bad Sam and Dean's teeth are. Well, I think Cass probably fixed Dean's teeth when he pulled mm, him out of hell. So but that's true. no excuse for start. Sam. He's got no cavities or fillings anymore. Damn. Yep. He fucking stole his fillings. Him. Can't have shit in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then, yeah, the babysitter reveal, and so Dean says, 
Sam says that it's this is an interesting look for a centuries-old witch, and Dean says, yeah, well, if you were a 600-year-old hag and you could pick any costume to come back in, wouldn't you go for a hot cheerleader? I would. And he gets, like, very lost in thought about this, picturing uh-huh. himself in the body of a hot cheerleader. He's... Uh-huh. What was that? Like, the implication is that he's thirsting after hot cheerleaders, but that's not what he said at all. He's... Imagining no. himself as the hot cheerleader, which is not the same. I, I guess the implication, implication is that like is... he would therefore be able to do anything he liked to this body since it's his. But it's yes. very weird. I think that's the implication. I've never understood that because it's your body. Like generally, people aren't attracted to themselves. He's just being stupid and know, not thinking through the connotations of, of what he's saying. But movie. it's so dumb. It's literally one of the most gender, gender. lines ever, and it's just supposed to be like, "Ha, Dean is horny and stupid." Transmask Dean failures. <laughs> Gotta take the L on this one, guys. Sorry. Yeah. It is a win for the trans... I don't know, trans-feminine or trans-neutral readings of Dean. Mm-hmm. Gender non-conforming AMAB Dean. So true, bestie. That's the hill I die on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Then anyway, uh, they go to the they go investigate school. with Don, yeah, and Dean gets like triggered by a random Halloween mask, which is very sad. It's he just does. like it's a very silly looking mask to trigger him, which is I'm not saying that, it's like, sick. I like it. These masks are I great. I think it's like yeah, it's good. Um, also, while he's here, he glow screams in his head. Uh, I am pretty sure I heard the beginning of the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna re-listen to this right now. Uh, yeah, I love all these masks. They're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely, and I like that it's just like a minor like thing. A high he's not class. even like experiencing an actual fight or like in pain himself. He's literally yeah. just seeing something scary and it's triggering his flashbacks. Yeah. I believe you about the Wilhelm scream, but I can't hear it. Okay. I didn't hear it the second time through, but I heard it the first time. And maybe that's just me wanting the Wilhelm scream. Do you have to pay rights to use the Wilhelm scream? I think that's the reason why so many people use it. Like, it's part of a sound library that is either fairly cheap or free. I couldn't say for sure, but... I guess that makes sense. It's been around for fucking ever. Um, yes, it is in the public domain. Good, good. We're gonna put a whole bunch of Wilhelm screams at the end of this episode. <laughs> no, please don't do that. <laughs> I don't know, I'll leave that up to Wyatt. Um, this is the scene where I thought that Andy's giant bong was going to come back, and there is a giant bong, but I'm pretty sure it's not the same one, There's so I guess I was wrong there. It's very... This show thinks giant bongs are so funny. It's because they're right. Giant bongs are yeah, funny. Yeah, <laughs> this is where Dean says, now that brings back memories, so literally Stoner Dean canon. Stoner Dean win. Also, okay, I don't know very much about... I would have to ask my family. I don't know very much about bongs. <laughs> But I feel like you would not want a ceramic Probably one. not. Well, he's a dumb high schooler. Because like, first of all, that's a lot of fucking glaze. Second of all, it might explode. Third of all, in the in the kiln. Not when you're smoking <laughs> it. Um, third of all, if you decide not to glaze it to save glaze, glaze because let me tell you, glaze is fucking expensive. Usually our teachers don't like you using a whole bunch of fucking glaze. I feel like John would probably um, also not like the fact that it's a bong, so maybe he doesn't care. True. Um, but if you choose not to glaze it, then the the clay is porous. Stuff's gonna grow in there. It's unsanitary. You're gonna make yourself sick. So that's my that's my bong soapbox, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the folklore corner and the bong. It's still soapbox. a good bit. I was just like, hmm, would that work out? Yeah, 
I come from a long line of stoners, so it's my cultural heritage, I guess. Sorry, I've just been trying to figure out why it's called the Wilhelm Scream in the background while you're talking about bongs. I am also curious. Why is it called the Wilhelm um, Scream? Well, so, okay. The Wilhelm Scream comes from... Uh, the first time it was used was the 1951 movie Distant Drums, where a man who is dragged underwater and eaten by an alligator screams. Uh, the sound effect is, is titled Man Getting Eaten by an... Man Getting Bit by an Alligator and He Screamed, <laughs> which is very funny to me. It's fucking great. I love that. Um, oh, this is why it's called this. So, the... Scream was voiced by the actor Chev Woolley, who played the uncredited role of Private... Wait, no, wait. Of Private Jessup in Distant Drums. And it was named the Wilhelm Scream by Ben Burt, who's the guy who found the recording on a reel and put it in Star Wars when Luke Skywalker shoots that stormtrooper, um, and named it after Private Wilhelm, a character from a different movie. For reasons I still don't know. What the, the fuck? lore is deep and mysterious. Um, it is. Literally. I bet you didn't think you were going to get this when you came to your Supernatural podcast. Oh, okay. If, okay. Our, if our listeners okay. have been paying attention, they absolutely expect this. Okay. A character named Wilhelm, named Private Wilhelm, in charge at Feather River is shot in the leg with an arrow and lets <laughs> out this scream. Um, and that was the source that he could find for it. I guess he didn't know about the distant drum scream. Uh, so basically, the Wilhelm scream should be known as the Jessup scream. So true. I'm going to start calling it that from now on. <laughs> yeah, just be. I'm going to become big, become the guy, become the guy who calls it the Jessup scream. Mm hmm. <laughs> Uh, that's the hill I'm going to die on. So true. It's not. Wait, Wooly's the- Wait, wait. Shep Wooly's the guy who sang Purple People Eater? Oh my god, just like Dirk oh Gently. I, yeah, I was gonna say that. <laughs> Stop having Fuck, my brain. I was gonna say that. <laughs> Incredible. It's uncanny how we are just the same person. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Oh, we're, it's going to be, we're going to, this is going to be a long one. This is a kooky episode. We're a little bit kooky. Um, so we were talking about Dawn. Yeah, I think Dawn is great um, representation for art teachers who think they're cool, but aren't. Literally true. so it's true. true. It's so true. It's so true. He's like, I was only trying to rap with her about her work. Like, no. It's very funny later, like in hindsight, when it turns out that this well, is her also, brother. Yeah, but... he's also playing the character of a cool art teacher i'm curious how he got hired and yeah. how long ago like <laughs> how long has this been their game plan i guess they're hundreds of years old so they can be patient but yeah i want to know what their like domestic life is like yeah sam goes what kind of symbols anything like this Bad and shows him like a symbol like that is leading the witness sam no wonder you're not a lawyer <laughs> for th for that reason and no well, other <laughs> Currently, he's being an FBI agent and not a lawyer, so he has every reason okay, to lead the witness. That's true. It's cop shit. He's being very good at, at being a fed. It's Sammy characterization. Mm -hmm. um, There's a weird line here before you find out that Don is um, also a witch, where he talks about how Tracy 
um, is apparently an emancipated teen and he goes in like almost a laughing tone. God only knows what her parents were like. What, what a weird tone to say that in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what were your parents like, Don? Like, it only gets weirder in hindsight, but at least it, like, I guess it makes sense that he finds it amusing. Like, it's very strange for a teacher to be, like, laughing about a student's potentially horrible home life. It's very strange. But um, yeah. I, I just think mm-hmm. this line didn't land well. Maybe he delivered it too weirdly. Yeah. I just think it's weird that Dean and Sam didn't find out she was emancipated when they were researching They're bad her. at their jobs. Like, they found out she got suspended... But didn't find like a home address in the like in her school records. They didn't find her emancipated yeah. status. Like that's the type of stuff the cops have on you, probably. <laughs> it's the type of stuff the doctor's office does, at least. Um, next scene when they're discussing it, Dean calls her a bitch again, which I know we don't really need to keep mm-hmm. track of, but it does in fact happen again. And then the astronaut asks him for candy, and Dean is fat phobic at him. Which is so ironic, given that Dean has literally eaten God knows how much yeah. candy. Dean, you uh-huh. have had enough. Literally, I can't even imagine. He's eight. I can't imagine what your blood sugar is. It does make like, me sad, sir. though, that, like, cholesterol. the kid's like, I want candy. And he goes, this is a motel. And he says, so, and he says, so we don't have any candy. Um, like, yeah, it is factual, but, like, the way Dean must have learned that. Frowny face. <sighs> You didn't have to bring that up. I want to know what this kid's doing at a motel. By himself in broad daylight. treating. Like, it's probably not even 3 p.m. Maybe one of his parents is having a skeezy meetup, and they're like, just, you know, go trick-or-treating in the area. Don't go too far. (laughs) I've invented a backstory for this astronaut. I feel like sending your child to go trick-or-treating alone at a skeezy motel is, like... Bad parenting yeah, 101. Did I, did I, what, what made have it sound like that house. was going to be good parenting? I mean, nothing, but, like, have him go to Grandma's house. Go send him to his friend's house. Don't be like, okay, kid, go wander around to strangers' motel rooms un, un, unaccompanied. I love that we're now criticizing this completely made-up backstory <laughs> Emma made for this minor character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the yeah. mood we're in today. Um, so Dean yeah. says... His his this mean comment and now. the astronaut like pushes him aside. Get his astronaut. <laughs> is that why? Is that why you've been called referring to this kid as an astronaut just to build up to toward that joke? It. It's basic writing. <laughs> <laughs> Powerful of you. Thank you. Um, then, then we finally get Sam meeting some angels. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. Sam's adorable. Yeah. He's like, whoa, angels. He's like, it's an honor. I've heard a lot about you. He says, oh my god, yeah. I'm mean, sorry. He, he's, it's so he's funny. He's a little guy. I tried to draw a pleading emoji here, and it got very small, so it didn't actually make a face, but... He's, he's just... And then... Sam girl moments, I guess, because um, Sam tries to shake Cass's hands and Cass just kind of looks at him and Sam makes like a handshake motion and so Cass shakes his hand and says, and I, you, Sam Winchester, the boy with the demon blood, which is so fucking miserable for Sam. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a sick epithet, though. Mm -hmm. Like, if you didn't have this complex about being good enough, this would slap, but... Yes. 
the way I interpreted Cass staring at Sam's hand is that he knows what a handshake yeah. is. Cass is world. I think he enough. understands. He, knows, he just didn't want to shake some it. Things. And Sam gives him like a hello. Yeah, because he just can't stand how cringe. That is Sam also is the vibe being. I got. The cringe Sam versus the base D. Like... So true. The Chad, the Virgin Sam. Speaking of chats, can we talk about how Robert Fuck Wisdom, yes. aka Uriel, is just standing, looking out the window, it's completely so ignoring so the boys good. for the majority of the scene, like talking without turning around? It's great. He it's is great. playing like ominous angel so well. He's it's clearly so having good. a lot of fun in this role. I hate Uriel's ass. He's but such he a is good so character. Good. Um, and then mm -hmm. when they're talking to the angels, um, Cass like specifically refers to. D like he's talking to Dean he says Dean have you located the witch even though there's two of them like the dismissing of Sam because of the demon blood but also like specifically the focusing on Dean <sighs> oh baby mm -hmm. I want to know how the witches got the hex bag into the wall magic uh huh and then how Cass got awesome it out magic. well he can teleport come on into the wall <laughs> He's in a vessel right now. You can't fit a whole man into a motel wall. You know how thin those walls are. He went are. fourth dimensional, and then it was easy because you could just stick his hand in. It is good and cool as far as, like, um, showing that the boys have these new allies now yeah. and sort of, like... They're allowed to do deus ex machina Maneuvering now. around... Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, it's Deus Ex Machina in the fact that, like, it's a problem that doesn't matter. Like, they invented a problem for the angels to solve to show that they're cool, and also that's, like, the boys have bigger things to worry about. Like, normally when they've dealt with witches prior, it's like, yes, they do have to worry about being hexed, but the angels got their yeah, backs Yeah, but it's also setting one. up that, like, it's mm -hmm. okay for us to write things where, like, the angels just come in and save them sometimes, because they can do that. Sure. Yes. Can we talk about this whole exchange... Yeah. Um, Cass says that the raising is one of the 66 seals, and um, Dean says this is about your buddy Lucifer, and Uriel at the window says Lucifer is no buddy of ours, <laughs> is no friend of ours. I love the way he delivers that line. Yeah, and Dean says it's just an expression. Which is maybe, like, one of the only times that other angels are also, like, autistic-coded, because most of the time it's just Cass. Yeah. I also noticed Cass does not do a very good job of keeping eye contact in this scene unless he's talking to Dean. Uh, then Cass calls Uriel a specialist, which we've mentioned in the synopsis. Mm -hmm. um, the Netflix summary for this episode refers to Uriel as um, the a specialist angel, and I was like, no, the specialist angel is Cass. So true. It's the specialist, specialist boy. Anyway, yeah, but the implication that Uriel specializes in destroying towns or places is very cool. Mm -hmm. No, I, I like as, that a lot. As we as we've mentioned, um, Good Omens handshake supernatural, sending the Sodom and Gomorrah guy after their gay angel to supervise. Uh huh. So true. Um, there is an interesting thing here about like it's it's bad, but also interesting. I don't know. I have complicated thoughts on it as far as like the way Uriel looks at humanities like can we just uh, instead of going chronologically can we just tie this into the yes. scene where they talk later to to just have this yeah, conversation sure. about uriel okay so yeah he calls them mud monkeys which is rude um monkeys presumably also came from mud it also doesn't make sense but slurs generally the, don't. the creationists like story you know adam out of the dirt so i guess monkeys weren't in this yes. particular version of creation. i guess that's true 
Um, I completely lost my train of thought Sorry. from that. Uh, no, 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 it's fine. It's like, you're right. I was just like, huh, that's true. Thinking about it. Um, I mean, I can go off for a second and say like Adam literally is from the word Adam, meaning Adama, meaning ground in Hebrew. Like that's where the name comes true. from. Um, while I'm on my Hebrew bit and while right. we're... Oh, no, never mind. Go ahead. If you have your train of thought, you no, can go, go on. I was just going to say it was like only tangentially related. I was just like thinking about the word Gamora because in Hebrew it's Amora and I have no idea where the G sound came in. So that like... It just huh. it always confuses me. I guess like an ayin is a little bit more of like a guttural vowel sound, but it's there's no G. I don't know where it came from. One of those weird transliteration romanization issues. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what were you gonna say? Okay, so Uriel's the scary angel, right? He's the he's the one with <laughs> the sword. Cow. He's the with the fiery sword. He's the one that is like quote watches over thunder and terror, which uh, is from Enoch, I believe. Um, and so is like, is, is the, is the scary one, is the, like, the one who does the dirty work, is the, like, black ops of the angels, <laughs> the, <laughs> the guy who is here to nuke a town if necessary. Um, and so there's something there about, like, alienation and being a soldier and the dehumanization of the enemy in the exact same way that the boys do to monsters Mm -hmm. that I think is interesting. And I don't know how much can be pulled out of like the text re that, but it's kind of a neat thematic through line at the very least in terms of the stuff we've talked about before with this show and like the soldier metaphor of being a hunter and the way the boys like dehumanize or like not even that's like anthropocentrism in a way but like you know depersonalize de like value um devalue like the monsters that they are killing even though like they are sapient beings um and so yeah there's a there's a connection there in terms of like you know when your job is to murder you generally find a way to um make that okay in your head and Uriel's mm. version of that is to be like, whatever, they don't matter. They're mortals, they're mud monkeys, they emerge from mud, they return to it. It doesn't like their lives have no meaning to me. Which mm-hmm. is an interesting character note, and I'm curious to see, like, with him coming back, like <laughs> where they're gonna go with that in the future times. Yeah. It'll be fun as we get more angels Various to perspectives. see like yeah. the different sects yeah. that emerge. We um, even the fact that there are different perspectives extremely... among the angels is really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, again, this is supernatural, and so the person spouting these, like, extremist views is another black man. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it happened again, everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also that he's the scary mm-hmm. violent yeah. one. Not a good look yep. either. And the same thing happens with another angel later. Yeah. It's really um, funny, too, considering, like, Robert Wisdom's character in The Wire, but the thing that I know him of... I know him from most predominantly is like a cop trying to do his absolute best like his character in that tries to like do a, a drug decriminalization like tries to be like okay if we can't solve like if we can't actually stop people from doing drugs what if we stopped arresting them for it and let them do it out in the open and maybe that would stop all like the violence and killing surrounding it and so him being that like idealistic person in that show is a very fun like switch for me considering who he is in this one mm-hmm. um so naturally dean and sam push back against the idea of nuking the entire town 
Sam says there are a thousand people here, and Uriel corrects him. I almost said Uriel, which is the Hebrew pronunciation. Uriel pronounces, um, <laughs> corrects him 1,214, um, which I, I like. I appreciate specificity. I like when there's a, a random number. Mm-hmm. It, it fits. It's good. Um, and says that this isn't the first time he's purified a city. Interesting word choice yeah. there. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. And... Uh, Cass says it's the lives of 1,000 against 6 billion. There's a bigger picture here. And Dean says, right, because you're bigger picture kind of guys. I really like the contrast. It's between, interesting like, that the angels are utilitarian. Yeah. yeah. It's literally just a trolley problem. They're like, either we kill 1,000 people, well, 1,200 people right now, or potentially everybody dies. Yeah. The. It's neat because, like, we've talked about this before, Sam is more of the utilitarian one, and Dean is more of the deontologist, generally, in terms of, like, Sam being like, if I use this evil power for good, maybe it's fine, and Dean being like, no, you must not use this, etc. So, like, we have to do this the right way. Like, Sam is willing to do often whatever it takes to do the good thing, uh, to do the thing that will ultimately be good, according to him, whereas Dean has a way that he must go about doing it. Um, like, the means matter less to Sam um, than the end does, whereas it's the other way around for Dean. Um, and yet, mm-hmm. the opposition here... I mean, both of the boys are opposed to this, but, like, the... There's a there, you, We're not so different, you and I, between the angels and Sam, in a way I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, Uriel is willing to spite this town. Sam is willing to use his evil demon powers to get rid of Sam Hain. And, like, it's the same thing. Like, it's both, like, doing the bad to dangerous thing to stop the problem. It's just, like, for the angels, their version of it is not a concern to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, I think Sam is pushing back against us so much because he's reeling from the idea yes. that angels could even suggest Yes, yes absolutely. He says, um... You're supposed to be righteous. You're supposed to show mercy. And Uriel kind of snickers and says, says who? Yeah. It's very reminiscent mm-hmm. of Cass's read the yeah. Bible uh, quote. Uh, right before that, Cass says, I'm sorry, but we have our orders. He's already apologizing. I'm... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then we have this exchange <laughs> where Dean says... Sorry. Cass says we have no choice. Okay, I'm already going crazy. And Dean says, of course you have a choice. I mean, come on, what? You've never questioned a crap order, huh? What are you both, just a couple of hammers? And Cass says, look, even if you can't understand it, have faith. The plan is just. Which, uh, knowing what we later know about Cass, like, he's definitely saying this from experience. Like, he's had to tell himself this. Even if you can't understand it, have faith that the plan is just. Um, And Sam says, how can you say that? And Cass says, because it comes from heaven that makes it just literally just spouting heaven propaganda mm-hmm. and Dean says it must be nice to be so sure of yourselves and Cass says mm-hmm. tell me something Dean mm-hmm. when your father gave you an order didn't you obey mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the John God parallel started I have so that line in early. all it's caps it's so good it's so good yeah yeah. And the thing is, Dean did obey, but like, it's not like he never questioned John. We've seen him have his breakdown in 310, Dream a Little Dream of Me, where he says, you know, that that was his obsession. I didn't deserve that. He knows that what John has done isn't necessarily right. Whereas Cass is still on the stage where like he, I mean, it's God, it's heaven. It has to be right. Um, yeah. 
Good Omen I know we're going to also talk about what comes next, but I want to skip ahead slightly to the scene where Dean and Sam have this conversation in the car because Sam's like, they're they're decompressing what just happened. And Sam says, I mm -hmm. thought they'd be righteous. And Dean says, they are. That's kind of the problem. There's nothing more dangerous than some a-hole who thinks he's on a holy mission. So Sam says, true. but I mean, this is God in heaven. This is what I've been praying to. And yeah. Dean says, look, man, I know you're into the whole God thing, you know, Jesus on a tortilla and stuff like that. But just because there's a couple of bad apples doesn't mean the whole barrel is rotten dean uh, the most as a cop apologist mm -hmm. here uh i mean for all we know god hates these jerks don't give up on this stuff is all i'm saying babe ruth was a dick but baseball's still a beautiful game which is extremely just a really funny thing to say just i love it it's great yeah um, it's such a good little speech like he knows that this matters to sam and he knows that he's hurting because this sucks it's it mm -hmm. dean's like theological view here is fascinating to me for all we know god hates these jerks they're working for him like what i'm well, they say like, that they're he's not necessarily he, wrong he, he hasn't yeah, heard from that's god true. he's I heard mean, from yeah. angels he doesn't know what god yeah, actually thinks. it's true it's true it's true it's very interesting his like view of his like hope i guess or like i i don't know if this is what he actually believes or if he's just saying this to appease sam but it's mm -hmm. it's a very interesting dean note to me i guess yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good. This seems um, really good. On the note of Dean, no character notes. Back to the um, previous scene where uh, Dean is like, "Well, if you're gonna smite the town, you're gonna have to smite us." I, you know, you you say you brought me back to life. I don't think you want to kill me again. Um, this is just another instance of Dean's bluff being okay. So kill me then. What are you gonna do? Kill me about it? Uh -huh. um, exactly like he what did in uh, For One Lazarus Rising to the demon. Um, in the know, diner, do, hit me. Better do it hard. Better kill me. <laughs> Where he's like, I mean, you could try to kill me, but I'm pretty sure I'm safe now. Uh, ugh. Better make use of your invulnerability for now, Dean, because uh huh, it will not last forever. <sighs> it's gonna last another ten seasons, though. And then Dean makes like a compensation joke. Which... Yeah. It's hilarious when he, he makes so many dick jokes the, to the, the angels. Oh, right. He's like, oh, you're going to wipe out a he whole town for one little witch. Sounds like you're compensating. Like, the angel doesn't care about uh -huh. your small dick joke. Like, he really doesn't. Yeah. Mm -mm. I also like it's Castiel's wild. like, I suggest you move quickly. Mm -hmm. He's so serious. Mm -hmm. um, and then they find the Impala has been egged and Dean yells, astronaut. <sighs> he definitely he deserve deserved it. it. Like, Dean, what the fuck did you expect? You pissed off an eight-year-old. Yeah, it's dangerous for a person to piss off. Yeah, you're lucky it was yeah. eggs and not, like, breaking your windows in. Yeah. Um. So then Dean and Sam have their little conversation about how angels suck, but religion doesn't necessarily have to. Um. And then Dean makes a sex joke. Yes. It involves the word bone. I don't really want to go into it more than that. It's You didn't have to do that. You really didn't have to do <laughs> it's that. It's weird. Um, There's a good pumpkin in the next scene. I really <laughs> like this pumpkin. I want to know who pumpkin. among the like prop department like made this pumpkin. Beautiful. My next note is when Cass and Uriel are sitting on the bench. I know in between it's we winking. made a discovery about Dawn, but I have no notes for that um, scene. Do I have any notes for this scene? Why couldn't they pick the lock to the drawer? Got to use a hammer bones? in the angel episode. No, I don't have any notes on this scene either. That's yeah. Fine. So, so Uriel continues to disparage humans. He says that they're savages. Don't like that. Cass tells he loves him, to kill them. Cass tells him not to call humans slurs. Yeah, he says you're close to blasphemy, which is so... The Cass-Uriel dynamic is so yeah. good. Woo! 
I like that Uriel's like, we should just drag him out of here. Yeah, it would literally be so easy. Dita's like, you'll have to kill me to get me out of here. They can fly. They can literally yeah, just drop you into Nepal like if they fall. And then like he it. says, you know our true orders. Are you prepared to disobey? Which is a nice little bit of, I guess, foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. Are you prepared to disobey? God, what a season four line. Um, There's a fun bit of dramatic irony um, where a kid wants to go knock on the door of the house where the evil ritual is being done. And her mom is like, no, not that house. That's good. Um, before we move past the scene, though, just like real quickly, yeah, I really like on. when like angels are juxtaposed by like very mundane settings. Like these are literally angels yeah, and they're just sitting, sitting on, a on a park bench. It's so good. every Again, time. very good omens yeah, exactly. of them. Mm -hmm. um, I looked up. I, I did my best to try to find this incantation. He's saying, I think it's Celtic. Uh, it sounds Celtic, the but I have was, no idea what he's saying. Yeah. I mean, so on, so. Um, there's like a zoom effect while Don is doing the ritual with Tracy, um, where it like zooms from her to him and then back. I mean, like it stays on him for a second, an hour or two, and then it goes like zooms back over. I don't know what the intention of it was, but it was certainly noticeable. Mm. This was directed by Charles Beeson. Mm -hmm. He did some big ones. I can't remember yeah. which. Yeah. I know we know the name. Oh, he did. Yeah, he before. did play things roadkill Sin City. Time is on my side on this one so far. I think it's incredibly silly how Tracy drops the act immediately. Like, there's no reason. She could just be like, oh, my God, he was going to kill me. And they would let it, her go home. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, all her stuff's there. She's got to raise Sam Hain. Yeah. But if she, gets, I mean, if she yeah, keeps I mean, their she guard succeeds. down, then she could just, like, stab them in the back in one second. Why is she, like, how, like, immediately just, like, how sloppy his incantation was? Like, they were still looking at you and everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I've noticed that this show likes to do likes to do an incest to make the demon stuff extra fucked mm -hmm. up. This is the second that was time also I've done this now. Oh, yep. Before that, though, um, Trace is like, the whole time I wanted to rip his face off and you get him with a gun. Oh, love that. <laughs> what was that? I do love that they just lay into him. They're just like, bang, 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 he's down. I was like, uh-oh, okay, this, this episode's going to shift now, I guess, because that's the who, who we thought was the villain dealt with. Uh, and then, yeah, she was a witch yeah. the whole time. It's fun. She's very yes. smug about it. I'm surprised that they didn't figure that out because yeah. who else yeah. could have planted the hex bag in Luke yeah. Wallace's? Yeah, like it's weird for her so to no be the connection, but not the witch. Witches. So. <laughs> they literally Gee, travel in packs. How come this episode they literally have two called I mean, he's got her tied up and stuff. You know, it looks like she's a victim. Yeah. I mean, she is. Yes, exactly. He, he was going to sacrifice her. her. It's true. And she dies anyway. This actress is good, which I mean, I guess it makes sense considering uh, she's the main one of the main characters of Pretty Little Liars, which people say is a good show. I haven't seen it. It seems fun, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, she's like going full smug. Mm -hmm. Sam has the bright idea of smearing yeah. blood all over. Sam yes. does another. Oh, I gave it a shot. I thought this might work. You know, I risked our lives on a. Huh? That sounds like yeah. it's plausible. I love when yeah. he does that. It's Classic so Route Six Six Six. Just tell Dean which way you're going. <laughs> Sam loves to be dramatic. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of dramatic, um, <clears throat> Sam Hain just walks up to these kids and locks the doors on them. And then they're all the the way the tomb like doors start rattling is extremely funny and bad looking, like really low budget oh, horror. Yeah. Justin says that he's tripping balls. <laughs> Sorry, can we talk about? Yeah, can we talk about that for a second? Nobody says no, that. Yeah. I think it might be the point nobody, might be that he's he lame. literally goes, dude, I'm tripping balls. Like nobody says that. I mean it had to like, have, it never... had to have come from somewhere. 
Yeah, but like he's such a it guy. Just sounds, yes, it sounds very silly. Like this paired with the I'm gonna get sued. Yeah, he is the most like, like so two-dimensional late. stoner. Yeah, you know who did stoners better? Cabin in the Woods. Yes. Um, when Don shows up, Justin goes, Mister Harding. I mean Don. Just like really underlining the way that <laughs> yeah. he's not actually it's called Don by yeah, his Yeah, it's really funny. Mm-hmm. The chat, the virgin high school teachers who have to like force their students to call them by first name versus the Chad college professors. Uh, college professors uh-huh. who are just like, yeah, call me whatever. I mean, my the, the this is not always true, but but no, yeah. usually when they have doctorates, they like. Oh no, I meant the other way around. Like the the drama teacher at my school, everyone just called Dale. We all called mine by a nickname based off of his last Valid. name. But yes, I've never, I've never had a college teacher, or university teacher that was like, "Yeah, call me by my last name, please." Always, it has been first name. I've had, I've had one, but she was a, she had a doctorate and she was a women's studies teacher. So I valid. Get it. I mean, yeah, that's fair if you want people to call you doctor. Yeah, the other women's studies teachers were like, "I don't honestly, care. I want a doctor. I just I don't even care about doctor. my pronouns. Like, I don't." want to do the work valid <laughs> you're so valid anyway the zombie attack is kind of fun again i like all these kids in costumes the way they rattle the gates like uselessly is very silly what else are they gonna mm-hmm. do and then the zombie the zombie pops out and pulls justin in and there's the most yes. ridiculous the blood splatter like, everywhere it's incredible it's incredible like, what happened in there did you make a wood chipper these zombies you- literally these zombies look so bad they just got some guys in suits and like dumped some dirt on them and rubbed like fake blood on their faces they look so bad they look like they died yesterday <laughs> they spent like, all it's of absurd their it's so silly the actual costumes. yeah it's really funny mm-hmm. um anyway we know we learned that sam hain is a powerful demon because he can do the lilith white laser thing also and then sam just uppercuts him yeah. They have a they yeah. just have a dust up, but it's very silly. Meanwhile, Dean is stabbing some zombies and then one of them turns out to be instead a ghost and he goes, Zombie ghost orgy, huh? Well that's it. I'm torching everybody. He's having such a bad day. He's, he, yeah. It's, the ghost yeah. effect is fun. It's is... like they do the like yeah. weird flicker. This ghost flicker. has this this ghost is weirdly powerful. She doesn't even throw a waist high object at him. She just throws him. No, no, the waist high objects are for there Sam. Not a waist Dean high gets thrown. Dean's been hit by waist high objects too. I feel they like always it's mostly both Sam. get them. They like to throw Jensen at walls, <laughs> like spaghetti. That's fair. They do like to throw him at walls. Like spaghetti. Anyway, Sam gets his ass kicked and then has to use his his spooky magic powers. I think it's really cool that once he starts um, using his powers, the like demon smoke starts leaking out of the bullet wounds of don's body yeah. it's good yeah it's yeah good. that part's mm-hmm. cool the the actor playing don slash sam hayne is um again we talk all the time about how it's kind of boring how the monsters are so often just people but this guy is very good with his physicality the way he like hardly talks as sam hayne and like the way he walks around and just has this like dead expression on his mm-hmm. face uh is very good mm-hmm. the like bestial snarl on his face as he's trying to get towards sam while he's being exercised yeah. and like 
it's hard to as an actor like pretend that there's a force being pressed against you like it's difficult mm -hmm. to make that look realistic and i think he does a good job with like the stuttering way he moves yeah that's good like he sold that yeah, scene speaking really speaking of yeah. good acting jensen i love Jared. jared's face here jared like, he's, he's giving yeah, it jared's like all. scrunched up face on the other hand like he's doing his best but he's it is very scrunching. silly he, on the plus side he does yeah. have a nosebleed which is always fun when characters are so yes. powerful the bodies can't contain them love that yeah Love that. Love another, that. Another tribute to Stephen King. And Dean and Sam have their sad little eye contact about his powers. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know why, but I have a bullet point evil guy heart. Don't Uriel? know who that's in reference Uriel? to. Probably. Yeah, because then probably. he shows up and he's oh, like, yeah, hey, November 2nd yeah. is kind of an Uriel. anniversary, huh? Um, and he says that, like, Azazel gave you this power and you use it anyway. It must be difficult to bear yet you so brazenly use the power he gave you, his profane blood pumping through your veins. Good luck. They gave Uriel some banger lines. Yeah. He says, mm -hmm. you were told not to use your abilities. And Sam says, what was I supposed to do? The brother, that demon would have killed me and everyone. And Uriel says, you were told not to. Just like the emphasis on you were told, mm -hmm. the orders, told the obedience. Oh, so good. So good. It is like, it's absolutely unthinkable to Uriel that Sam is not following orders. And the way he shuts right the fuck up when Cass is like, well, where are you willing to disobey your orders? Yeah. In that last scene that they had, it's really good. I like it. It's a very subtle character note for Uriel, but it's it's yeah. good. And then he's, he threatens Sam. He tells him about yeah, Dean's says, uh, memories. And then he does like a... Yeah, can I read this whoosh. line also? This is a good line. Yeah. The only reason you're still alive, Sam Winchester, is because you've been useful. But the moment that ceases to be true, the second you become more trouble than you're worth, one word one and i will turn you to dust as for your brother tell him that maybe he should climb off that high horse of his ask dean what he remembers from hell and then he just flies away he's like the so flutter good. of wings and he's gone Boss it's great bitch. it's great it's just like okay. mic drop can we okay but also when he's he's sitting on the couch and then sam i don't remember sam i think sam says dean was right you are dicks and there's like a flutter yeah. of wings and Sam like flinches and Uriel's right there. Yeah. I can only imagine what that looks like from Sam's yeah. point of view. I fucking yeah. loved it's great. it. I love it when they let angels be boss ass bitches and also just a little bit cosmological. Uh -huh. HBO natural. <laughs> Cosmic horror natural. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have Cass, Cass and, and Dean. Dean on the bench. Honestly, one of the formative Destiel mm -hmm. moments just because they're, they're... Ooh -hoo. okay, I can talk about this like a normal person. Let's go. Um, <laughs> Dean says, I've had about enough of these orders of yours, and Cass says, our orders. Um, like, they're not his orders, they're orders for him, you know? Dean refers to them as these orders of yours. Um, he just repeats himself, mm -hmm. our orders. We're not to stop the summoning, they were to do whatever you told us to do, um, for a test under battlefield conditions, and Dean makes a joke about it not being the Tet offensive, and Cass laughs. This is missing from the transcript for some reason, because which is crazy, because this is one of my favorite Cass moments, where he he like looks down like yeah. away, and like smiles into his lap, like he thinks Dean is funny. Mm -hmm. I literally have laugh with a little heart. I think this might be the first time. Yeah, we see he's expressing Cass actual emotion. He really smile. likes, like he likes him. He thinks he's funny. He's just a cute little guy. Mm -hmm. yeah and like specifically this is the joke that he thinks is funny because it's about history it's not now. a pop culture reference he knows history and it's it's such a cute little there, laugh 
like he's not just laughing like a person he's like he's, he's restraining you know he's restraining himself he's like laughing into his lap he's, it's, it's so endearing. so it's so cute i literally love him yeah. so much <sighs> and then Cass says i'll tell you something if you promise not to tell yeah. it and Cass confides that he has he's, doubts. No, 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 you can't paraphrase this part. He questions. says, I'm not a hammer, as you say. Okay, I have okay. questions. You have the I have doubts. Open. I don't know what is right and what is wrong anymore, whether you passed or failed here. But in the coming months, you'll have more decisions to make. I don't envy you the weight on your shoulders, Dean. I truly don't. And then Dean, like, looks away. And when he looks back, Cass has flown away. I'm not a hammer, as you say. I have questions. I have doubts. Ugh! Mm, it's good. <sighs> We are normal. We are totally normal. We're just totally normal people here. We're doing a totally normal podcast with totally normal people about a totally normal TV show. Um, yeah, I really like this final conversation. I like a lot of this. Like, I know where the show is going with Castiel. Like, it's hard not to, um, at least in terms of like, I know that he's eventually going to like become a closer ally to the boys and be less like ominous and nefarious and stuff. But I still like watching it happen. Yeah. Um, yes. I like... I didn't appreciate it the first couple times. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like the, I don't envy the weight on your shoulders. It's, it's yeah. Great. He has feelings. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And questions and doubts. Feelings. Yeah. My final, my final note for this episode is that they did in fact kill the bad guy themselves this time. Um, even though it's a witch That's and true. not like some other less obviously human monster. Um, like last time we had a witch episode, yeah. the demon killed them, and this time they shot this yeah, guy. Yeah, they just they just gunned him down. It's yeah. true. Um, oh, also the works of art line is good. Yeah. I like that. Oh yeah, these people they're all my father's humans creations. Are... They're works of art. I like that. Yeah, Cass he loves does. humans. Literally loves Cass has a fondness for them because he sees God's hand in them, and he thinks. I'm gonna cry. Cool. I, I also it. like Dean's. <laughs> Dean's like if we if we went into the past like i would do literally everything the same like this is who i am this is the choice that i would make this is what's important to me there's like the small scale of these kids the swings the trees all of it is still here because of my brother and me like the the small things are what matters to dean and i like that yeah um mm -hmm. okay i'm now and Cass, despite being the big picture guy like he can appreciate yeah. that because he thinks he finds earth Lovely and worth yeah, saving. He says, too. I was praying that you would choose to save the town. Interesting choice of words. He was praying. He was like asking God to help Dean choose to show mercy. Like, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm spinning in circles in my brain. It's so, yeah. Angels praying is. So it's, it is interesting. I mean, there's a parallel there between like demons and the way they think about Lucifer, I guess. Do demons pray? Um. I don't know. I, I think some of them probably do. Like, that one of them that seemed like a true believer seemed, like, gave off the vibes of praying. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. We now need to move on. I'm going to do actor facts. I have a bunch of them for this episode. Uh, first of all, I'm going to start with Robert Wisdom, um, who has been in a whole bunch of things. Um, Lechero in Prison Break, uh, as I've said before, Bunny Colvin in The Wire, um, is in, like, a bunch... Is, like... A, decently sized sized character side characters in a bunch of stuff post the wire happy town burn notice nashville chicago pd rosewood uh but is also a major character in um the alienist uh cyrus montrose uh which i hear that show is good that show seems cool i should check check it out at some point i like crime 
crime solving in the 19th century and he like owns a bar in that which sounds fun um there's a yeah uh anyway good actor i like him a lot he does good as this role even though has the usual problems of the way black men are treated by this show um Mm -hmm. on top of robert wisdom we have as i said before ashley benson who is Tracy the Witch, who is Hannah Marin on Pretty Little Liars. Uh, the cheerleader who dies, Jenny's, played by uh, Luisa de Oliveira, who was Amori on The 100, um, and also Amy um, Amy Welch in Channel Zero. Um, uh, Justin, the guy in the zombie costume, is Jean-Luc Bilodeau, who is the main character, Ben Wheeler, of a sitcom I've never heard of called Baby Daddy that has, like, hundreds of episodes, or, like, a hun- at least a hundred episodes. So, Jesus. shrug. Good for him. American sitcom started in 2012, has a hundred episodes, has reached syndication, I guess. Never heard of the show in my life, but he's the main character, so mm-hmm. shoutouts to him. Um, also, oh no, that's it, never mind. I had less than I thought. Um, so yeah, uh, we're going to take a break now, and when we come back, we'll talk about episode eight. Episode 8, Wishful Thinking, which is written by Ben Endland and Lou, Bello, Lou Bolo, which was said earlier, but I'm saying it again. Oh, strap in your seatbelts, everybody. So much. We open on a woman in the shower, which the camera is very horny about, and see a boy ominously creeping up behind her. He turns invisible and stalks around, but she throws her towel on him by accident, sees him, screams, and we cut. The boys are drinking at a bar talking about angels. Uh, last episode, Uriel told Sam to ask about Dean's time in hell, but Dean swears he doesn't remember. Sam's been investigating spookiness and heard about what happened in the cold open. Apparently, that woman from the cold open, Candace, got thrown down a flight of stairs. Also, they think that that boy is a ghost. At a Chinese restaurant, which will be important later, Sam interviews Candace, who seems basically fine, her arms in a sling. Um, also, he has the cover of writing a book called Supernatural, which I wonder if that's going to come up again. No. Uh, she lets no. slip that she fell down the stairs and wasn't pushed, and actually the ghost helped her up and doesn't seem like he was violent at all. Also, he kept calling her Mrs. Armstrong and saying, please don't tell my mom. <laughs> Dean investigates the showers for EMF off screen and finds nothing, and as they're chatting, they overhear a woodsy guy going off to the local sheriff that he saw Bigfoot. Sam calls Bigfoot a hoax, but they sure do find some Bigfoot tracks. They follow them to a liquor store, which has been absolutely trashed, um, and they find some, like, fake hair on the porno rack, which seems to have been taken. God, it's so like, fake. Much, it's much so of its contents. It's, it's so dumb. Well, it is, mm-hmm. yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> While they're trying to figure out what's going on, a little girl bikes by with a crate of porn mags and alcohol, which she leaves with a note saying, sorry, on a doorstep. One of the magazines falls off as she's biking, and the boys tail her to her house. They knock on the door and ask her about Bigfoot, who she calls her teddy bear and thinks is sick. They open the door. They go up. They go inside. First of all, they learn her parents are not here. They go inside. They go upstairs. They open the door, and there sure is a massive teddy bear in there drinking alcohol and watching the news. He has depression. The girl, Audrey, apparently wished for him at a wishing well. We're not even close to getting started here, folks. <laughs> They ask Audrey where her parents are, and she says they wish they were in Bali, so I guess they're in Bali. All, uh, Audrey is great. Audrey's really good. She's very yeah. funny. 
Um, they get her to go stay with the neighbor and investigate the wishing well, which is apparently at that Chinese restaurant from earlier. Dean tests it out and wishes for a sub sandwich and gets one. They pretend to be health inspectors and tell the owner he has a rat infestation as an excuse to investigate the wishing well and notice a weird old coin stuck to the bottom of the well. They try to pry it off and it doesn't work. Um, it's like they use a hammer and everything and then they're like, okay, and split up to go search for clues. Sam goes to the showers and catches the ghost from earlier who is actually a teen who wished to be invisible. Gross. Uh, they then discover that the wishes turn bad. They discover this because Dean Sandwich is heavily disagreeing with him. Um, he looked into the coin and discovered it's cursed by priestesses of Tiamat to cause chaos, which sure, I guess. Uh, the only person who can pull out the coin is apparently the first person to have made the wish, so they have to figure out who did that. In between all this, Dean has a nightmare, wakes up, immediately drinks some alcohol. Sam's like, dude, what's up? Something's clearly wrong. Dean won't tell him. Um, they eventually figure out that the first person to make the wish is this not conventionally attractive guy named Wes, who wished that the woman he was in love with, Hope, would love him more than anything. Wes is played by Sam Raimi's brother, which is my callback to Spider-Man earlier. Oh. <laughs> anyway these two characters have been in the background for a lot of this episode there's a bit earlier where they make out in the restaurant and it is very distracting to sam uh the boys go to his house and tell him to tell them what's up apparently his grandpa bought the brought the coin back from north africa after world war ii and said it was a wish granting coin but to never use it which sure i guess anyway he used it <laughs> The boys threaten him to make him come with them to pull up the coin and have a big old chat in the car that we'll talk about. When they reach the restaurant, they find a boy with superpowers who has locked his friends in a car, which he's well, flipped on the side. Dean goes to talk word. to him. Well, yes, good point. He he locked what seemed like his... We've seen this boy before in this episode. He locked the other boys that he he was with in this episode. That It seemed like that was happening at the time. Anyway, Dean goes to talk to him, learns that those kids all bully him, and he's getting revenge. Dean tries to great power with great responsibility him, another Spider-Man, mm -hmm. um, but gets mm -hmm. uppercutted in a way that probably would have snapped his neck, but it's fine. Our boys are immune to blunt force trauma. Uh, Sam goes with Wes to pull up the coin, but is struck by lightning and passes out, is blown out of his shoes, also should be dead. Wes goes inside and finds that Hope wished it would happen. Somehow she got there before them and knows what they're going to do and because he wished that she would love him more than anything else it's kind of messed with her brain um and she is willing to do murder to stop him outside the, speaking of murder outside the kids trying to murder dean and it grabs him and starts choking him uh hope trying to kill sam is enough for west to realize what he's got to do he pulls up the coin saving dean and also sam somehow i guess even though he should be dead from lightning despite being nearly killed by this kid <laughs> dean still plays along to help him with his bully problem which is very sweet and inside the restaurant hope has forgotten all about wes he gives the coin to sam and heads off in the denouement, Sam's melted down the coin. Dean finally tells him that he does remember all his 40 years in hell, but does not want to talk about them. We'll go into scene in the more detail. End of episode. You're so much better at this. <laughs> this is a hard one to write. I had no idea where this episode was going for so long. There is so much happening. It's, there is so much going on in so many directions. <sighs> Did you think it was a trickster? I was... When the when he opened the door and there was a teddy bear drinking alcohol. By the way, the teddy bear tries to kill itself multiple times over the course of this episode, which I skimmed over in the synopsis. There's so much happening. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, There's is so this much a trickster episode. episode? It's so weird. There's like so few things it could. It has be. the same. I'm surprised I never mentioned that it 
Like, maybe yeah. this is a trickster. They're just like, this is it fucking weird, It has the bro. same elevated style and, like, weirdness of the other two trickster episodes that we've seen. So, yeah, I was, I was, mm-hmm. I was prepared for it. Even with the coin, I was prepared for it to be, like, the magic trickster coin or whatever. Which, honestly, they should have made it a trickster episode. It would have made more sense than, like, ancient cursed Babylonian coin. But whatever, sure, I guess. <laughs> Literally all I know about Babylonian mythology is from Spelunky. Which I highly doubt is at all accurate. Probably not. <laughs> no. Are we going chronologically? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so my first note is that we have another shower scene in this show. Um, in this case, the point yeah. is that it's creepy to watch a woman shower, but like you're still making me watch a woman shower. But so. the, the camera sure loves to watch it. Didn't love that. Dean is drinking <clears throat> a lot in this episode. There's yeah. like this very weird waiter. I don't know. What... Oh yeah, the waiter. I He's not even like a red herring or a, like a clue. Nothing. He's, He's just literally a just a big guy for no reason. Oh. Chekhov's weird waiter. He's very good. Yeah. He's... Is this a bigger sense? I don't think it says. This oh. is a bar. Bigger sense is a restaurant. He he's... looks like he could work at bigger. He's got like overalls with pins all this over guy them, is which so is a gay. good look I for don't him. Know. Honestly, he he really like, is. What was the point of writing him uh, this He way? says like it's so he, weird. He, he shows up and he says radical. What else can I get you guys? Yeah, like that's his first. You want to try so... a couple fryer bombs or a chipotle chili changa? Dean's like, okay, we're good. And he goes, okay, awesome, and leaves. And then he comes back and goes, outstanding, dessert keeps, time. And then he comes so- back like 30 seconds later. He says, awesome again, like another. It's- huh? Am I right? Yeah. He calls. The- he goes, listen, bros, you got to try our ice cream extreme. It's extreme. Yeah. Sam goes, ah, no extremities, please. Just the, just the, he's like, check. All right, awesome. Just the, uh, just the weirdest guy. For no Supernatural reason. Supernatural loves to invent the no weirdest reason. guy he for no, no reason. He has no plot bearing. He's not going to come up ever again. He's just some guy to be weird in the background of this very emotionally fraught That's scene. Great. I love it. It is very I'm funny. I'm deeply pleased by it. It's just also so stupid. I said last like, time, just give so us all of episode. the weird guys. Why do you need more? Because we deserve the weird guys. We did deserve the weird guy. I oh, want to check the trivia section, see if there's anything about this guy, just in case. I, I just want to say, I don't actually have actor facts for her, but um, Anita Brown, Anita Brown, who plays Hope, is also from Skin. We've seen her in Supernatural before. I think that's there's, fun. There's no trivia about this waiter. He just exists for the sake of existing. He just exists. Um, what Sam and Dean are actually talking about in between waiter appearances is Sam saying that honestly he has no idea why Uriel would say such a thing because obviously he doesn't actually have any memories while he continues to uh-huh. drink. Sam, buddy, you're so naive. Yeah. I mean, Sam does keep trying to push, but the waiter interrupts and then Dean changes Best the subject. Best mm-hmm. talent is being able to change the subject away from him. And then Dean gets to be gross about women. I mean, this isn't very gross it's less gross than his usual grossness um but sam was like yeah there's been a ghost haunting a women's shower and he like chokes on his beer mm-hmm. and goes women's showers we gotta save these people just ugh. i don't like this character trait they should stop writing it mm-hmm. like there's so many interesting angles of dean to approach him from why are you still using oh he's a womanizer like it's not interesting and it's not likable. Don't you want your main character funny. to be likable? Yeah. Sorry, secondary main character. <laughs> so then they go talk to Candace. Um, and she goes, I'm something Wait, hold of- on. Yeah. I, wanna, I just want to shout out. This episode takes place in Concrete, Washington, which is, I think, like six hours away from where I live. Oh. Uh, I don't know if it was- I doubt it was actually shot in Washington, but it does, in fact, no, look it's... like a small town in, in western Washington. 
Like, I've been here before. <laughs> I don't, th- I do not think the show ever leaves the greater Vancouver metropolitan Valid. area. But it, this is the one time that I can actually believe it because it's. Yeah, because it's the same yeah. bio. <laughs> like, I've probably been to a town that looks exactly like this on my way yeah. to Seattle. So shout out to that. Um, Yeah, I think most of this sh- episode was shot. The end of this episode was shot in Port Moody because I've been to that pier where they're standing on. But um, I'm not sure where. I think most of the episode is not was not filmed in Port Moody beyond no. that. I'm checking right now. Uh... Oh, yeah, right, 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 right. A lot of it was filmed in Squamish. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fairly far north for most of the show, because I guess they were looking for a small town. Never been to Squamish, but it's nice from the pictures yeah. I've seen of it. So Canada says, I'm something of a natural sensitive, and Simon goes, I can sense that about you, Candace, that whole sensitive thing. <laughs> Me, an empath, sensing you're an empath. Mm-hmm. So true. <laughs> this, scene, this scene is really it's good. So, it's Candace, really is, Candace sure is a character, and I like that... Sam is pretending to be a writer for like a spooky book. It's good. Also, it reminds me um, of the first episode of the Netflix Haunting of Hill House show. Oh yeah, yeah, it is like that, isn't it? Um, the fact that Sam says that he's writing a book called Supernatural is just another example of Bedlin being like, "Ha ha, fourth wall." Uh-huh. He really likes the meta narrative. I can't wait for season six. Yep, Woo! I'm here for it. Um, I like the way Candace like stumbles into. Like, lying, like, it felt fairly natural as far as, like, the sort of mistake you would make when you're telling a story. That's when I hit the stairs and fell. It's like, that was good writing there, I think. Mm-hmm. And and he's like, did you feel like it meant to fun. hurt you? It's... Like, it was violent? And she goes, it was a ghost. I'm lucky to be alive. It was a ghost, Sam. <laughs> yeah, she's, she, like, overcorrects. It's good. Mm-hmm. And then immediately, like, contradicts herself of being like the ghost helped me up he does a double take at that it's it's cute ghosts don't tend to do that so this is where we first see todd getting chased by those guys and dean yells run forest run um and then we hear about bigfoot there's a bigfoot (laughs) out there damn it and he's a son of a bitch yeah that's it's such a good i love it so much dean's inability to not just say what's on his mind at all moments is extremely autistic coded of him as i've said before so true it's like who this is not a thing that people do general that like neurotypical people no. do dean is so neurodivergent in this episode yeah because bedlam likes making references uh-huh. in his writing like if you check the trivia section mm-hmm. for this episode it's you know referencing psycho and dc comics and forrest gump and spider-man yeah, like there's just yep. reference after reference in this episode, because he likes mm-hmm. doing that. Um, so then they go check out the footprints. Um, they make an LSD joke. Then they find the footprints, and um, Dean's like, "Okay, what do you suppose made that?" <laughs> like trying to make sense of it, and Sam goes, "That is a big foot." Like, yeah, it sure is. I guess. Okay, here's a th- here's the thing. These tracks were made by the teddy bear, right? Yeah. And that fur was left by the teddy bear. Mm -hmm. Why does this teddy bear have human feet and long, luxurious hair, but not actually? (laughs) Couldn't tell you. (laughs) He's actually a teddy bear that shapeshifts into Bigfoot. Yeah, I I hate these footprints. They look so stupid. It's very silly. It's very silly. Uh, They track the Bigfoot tracks, and Dean calls him a girl drink drunk, because... Gendering alcohol it's is so weird. normal. I mean, I know that it is normal and yeah, that it is common, I, but why do we do that? <laughs> I think we as a society should stop gendering things. 
Yes. And then Bedlin keeps wanting them to be able to say fuck. <laughs> he keeps making them say, like, some big-ass mother. Um, uh-huh. They should just get to say fuck at this point. I really like when Dean, so true. you know, he's, he says at some point, like, what the hell is going on? And then they find more weird clues. And then he says, well, I'll say it again. What the hell is going on? I love when he does that. It's such a good recurring bit. Yeah. It's so cute every Someone time. Someone put LSD in the water supply. Dean says, what's this, like, a Harry and the Hendersons deal? Yeah. I feel like, like, as far as, like, writing Dean making references go, I like the way Ben Edlin does it the most. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's all, like... When Kripke does it, it's feel so often feels completely out of left field. Yeah. But like, of course, Dean would think of Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, it's, it's in character. Anyway, this little girl is incredible. So like, Dean starts like working up to it, and then she just says, "Is he in trouble? Yeah, he's my teddy bear. I think he's sick." Dean's like, "We're uh, teddy bear doctors, yeah. continuing to be extremely good at speaking to small children." She goes, "Really? Can you please take a look at him?" She is, she it's has so never cute. heard of Stranger Danger. She's just like, "Oh, these two grown men have uh-huh. asked me if my parents are home, and they want me to let them into my bedroom. That's fine. Uh-huh. It's, don't do that, but it's fine in the TV, I guess." She's from a small town, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but she doesn't know these guys. What's the, the population? Space, of whatever. Concrete. Like, she just straight up like goes over and stays their neighbor. It's like that's yeah, the vibe of this place. Cute. They're teddy bear doctors. She trusts them. So true. Um, according to Google, Concrete Washington has a uh, population of 738. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a neighborhood. So. That's maybe a building. It's so yeah, small. Shut up, New Yorker. <laughs> we get it. Uh, you live in one of the most populous areas of the world. Anyway. Yeah. Squamish is interesting because it's like, it has small town vibes, uh, like if you look at it, but it's got 25,000 people there. Um, from what I know, it's getting gentrified, mm-hmm. so that might have something to do with it. Anyway, back to the teddy bear. Wyatt, what was your response to this teddy bear? Uh, <laughs> I I think I wrote in uh, live blogging. Yeah, um, yeah I, I just wrote, what the fuck is going on in this episode? <laughs> yep. I. It's such a crazy It sure reveal. is. Like... It sure is. This bear is all of us in 2022. He's watching this the news. This bear is so depressed. He's watching the news. The... He's like, can you look at this shit? Audrey says, Audrey says, all I ever wanted was a teddy, which is big, real, and talked. But now he's sad all the time. Not ouch sad, but ouch in the head sad. Says weird stuff and smells like the bus. Yeah. I Again, love all, every just part of that line. Fantastic. Like, knocking it out of the park writing with this kid. She's so funny. She's really good. Her actress nails her lines. It's great. It's, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. And, the, they, and they, I they, love how they she, open. Mm-hmm. We're going to say the same they thing. They open the though. door. <laughs> Stop being in my head. Uh, they open the door. Me, see boy, the teddy bear. <laughs> Shut up. Um, they open the door. See the teddy bear, and the teddy bear yells, "Close the freaking door!" And Dean just like slowly closes the door, and he and Sam like share this look, and they are both like so freaked out it's so uh-huh. good yeah and then it cut this the commercial break mm-hmm. cut sam and dean look at each other cut uh-huh. the you everyone watching the show has like a minute to think about what just happened and consider their life choices and whether they want to continue <laughs> watching the show or not we don't have we just to. had to keep then, going when it comes back yeah when it comes back um 
they open the door again. The Teddy's like, yeah, like pointing at the news. You believe this crap? Dean says, not really. Teddy says, it's a terrible world. Why am I here? Audrey says, for tea parties. Teddy says, tea parties. Is that all That's there my is? There's part. a sound of gunfire on the TV. It's uh, no. My favorite part is when they lean back. Sam like pulls yeah. Dean away, and they go like far back, and so you can see Audrey in the background still. Their faces are up close against the camera. Sam re- leans in real close and goes, "Okay, are we?" Should we? Are we gonna kill this teddy bear? And I died. I died. One of the best jokes in the show. And then they start debating how they would kill a teddy bear. (laughs) Do we shoot it? Burn it? Yeah, it's so good. And Dean's like, I don't want some giant flaming pissed off teddy in our. (laughs) Their lives are so stupid and weird. Oh, Ben Enlund is very good at comedy yeah. writing. Oh, and so they, so they turn back good. to Audrey and they're like, you should, you know, get out of the house and go stay with the neighbor because your bear is sick. He's got, and Dean says, lollipop disease. Lollipop disease. Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. Sam, Sam like blanks on how to say your bear has a contagious disease without making it sound scary. And Dean just comes through. It's uh-huh. so cute. <laughs> lollipop disease. And Dean, Dean, Dean goes, it's not cats. uncommon for a bear his size. Like, oh, he's so... <laughs> I'm kissing him so much. to play pretend with. Yeah. Oh, the next joke is also very good where they go to the, they go to the thing. They're like, okay, we're going to test it out. Sam's like, what are you going to wish for? Dean throws it in. And just immediately, like 10 seconds after a delivery guy shows up, like somebody order a footlong Italian with jalapeno. Yeah. And Dean says, I think it works, dude. That was pretty specific. <laughs> it's so good. Also, um, Sam says, what are you going to wish for? And instead Dean says, not supposed to tell. He's just a little Yeah, guy. right. Not supposed to. Yeah. And it's like, is anyone just going to just a little guyify this, this man? And not wait for an answer. Uh, and Dean, Dean's like, what are we supposed to do? Stop people's wishes from coming true? Sounds like a douchey thing to do. So good. Sam says, yeah, maybe. But come on, man. When does something like this ever come without a price tag? And usually a deadly one. Dean says, I don't know. It's a damn good sandwich. <laughs> so cute. Um, and then... Was the sandwich worth it, Dean? The waiter? I thought this was the owner, but the transcript says waiter. Um, comes I over. think he's, he's the owner. The owner. I think okay. the transcript is wrong. I, yeah. He's like, he says my restaurant. Yeah, yeah that's fair. He talks like an owner. And like, you're not going to tell the waiter. He that calls it my problem. fountain. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, maybe I misread the. He says, you're going to break my then, fountain. Because I thought his name tag said Mr. Lin and the place is called Chins. Um, but it's possible that I just didn't see it. It wasn't, I didn't pause or anything. Um, it's entirely possible it is, that yeah. he didn't build this restaurant and name it after himself. That's fair too. It is called Lucky, it is called Lucky Chins. It is. Yeah. Um, anyway, he comes over and says, you can't eat outside food. And Dean immediately pivots that into, I'm not going to eat the inside food. We're from the health department, um, which was pretty uh-huh. smooth. It was pretty smooth. Like Although he had trouble finding his badge. Yeah, he had to, he pulled out like the FBI badge first and like had to pat down his pockets to find the correct badge. It was uh-huh. just so good. Why Again, don't they ever do this in other bit. episodes? There's so many good bits in this episode. It's... I love, I think I love this show best. Also, I wasn't sure, for a while I wasn't sure about this episode, but the more we're talking about it, the more I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I think I like this show best when the boys are just, like, goofy weirdos, like, coming into town and just running into, like, the weirdest thing you've ever seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Supernatural should not be horror. Supernatural should be I like, ridiculous. Yeah. Camp. This, exactly. It's it not good at camp. horror. It's way better when it's being mm-hmm. funny. Campy you know horror, what? It should maybe. alternate wildly between like dark, edgy horror and just like the campus, goofy comedy ever. That so would, fucking that would true, work. bestie. You're so right. When they when those episodes stack up against each other, that's when we have the most uh-huh. fun. It's they true. Just go back and forth. Yeah, didn't 
Didn't Hell House come right after like Shadow. a while, yeah. like deeply dark Shadow episode? Yeah, with Meg yeah. and the Deva yeah. and John. And then yeah. Yeah. 117 yeah. Hell House with the intro of the Ghost Facers, yeah. which was also fantastic. Yeah. He's good at this. Wait, mm-hmm. actually, let me check I that. love this restaurant owner. I, I love him. I would die for him. He's very good. Oh, I lied. Hell House, I got confused because Ghost Facers oh. is, um, is Van Edlin, but Hell House is Trey Calloway. Right, right. Right. Still a good episode. Still a good episode. Um, yeah, Changes I love this nothing. restaurant. Also, I love how he's just kind of like hovering around them. Like they won't send him out. They've They're sent just, him like, yeah, back. To... They're like, yeah, don't listen to our conversation. <laughs> but they won't. Like they won't let make him leave. They're just here. Like they're supposed to be looking for rats. I'm sure this guy. Like, didn't this it occur to this guy that these people might not be actual health inspectors? They're, they showed they're ID. They're crawling around in your wishing well. They showed ID. What's he supposed to do? Say that the idea is fake. Called the actual um, health inspector. I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Dean and Sam have a little conversation about wishing. And Dean's like, come on, make a wish. And Sam's like, no, I wouldn't trust it. And Dean says, you know, if you could wish yourself back before it all started, back to season one, you'd be some big yuppie lawyer with a nice car and a white picket fence. Woo! And then Sam says, Woo! that's not what I'd wish for. Yep. I'm not that guy anymore. Yep. It's yep. too late yep. to go back yep. to our old lives. And Dean says, all right, what would Sammy wish for? And he says, Lilith's head on a plate, bloody. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Great conversation. Um, then they find the coin. Dean tries to pick it up, and Sam says, "Lift with your legs," which is so funny. He's such an asshole. (laughs) Um, and then Dean says, "Mother" again to mean motherfucker. Please let them say Mm -hmm. fuck. The the just like (laughs) them going and getting these big tools is really funny. Also, it's so good. (laughs) The owner's like, "What are you guys doing?" When he when the the hammer when the head of the hammer goes flying nearly hits him i love the face he makes and the little noise yeah just goes oh yeah huh it's so good also sam does a good him. bit of improv he's here very good he's like you're gonna break the like, fence in the- and sam goes i don't want to slap you with a 44 16 um just like makes up some random number uh-huh. code and makes a little face at the end like oh huh, all right yeah the the owner is like constantly making this face is it or like making various faces in reaction to what they're doing? It's very. It's good. so good. He's such a good like background character to their comedy act here. It's like in in Mystery Spot when they tied up the guy who uh, owned the Mystery Spot. Yeah, yeah. It's also when when they break the hammer. It's like it's very elegant filmmaking because they don't actually like show it breaking. It's a shot of Dean swinging down. Cut to Sam reacting. Cut to just a shot in the air of the camera head flying past of the sorry, the hammer head flying past the camera, and then cut back to someone has thrown the hammer prop across the room. That's good. It's really it's funny. Good. I love it. It's um honestly reminds me of the like comedic camera work in another Ben Endland episode, Bad Day at Blackrock, with the um stuff flying through the air. Oh, with the the Looney Tunes fight goofy scene. Fight yeah. scene. Yeah, the Looney Tunes fight scene. Fenlin is like, everybody just fucking throw things. Trust me, it'll be hysterical. <laughs> just eat some shit. It's funny when things fly around. Um, I love that Sam immediately catches this boy. He sees the footprints, uses his detective vision, just reaches out and grabs him. Apparently vision. the invisibility power stops. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's like he just startles him out of his invisibility power or if it like responds to... Bi- oh, no, because he helped yeah, the woman up earlier floor. and didn't turn invisible. So yeah, I guess he it's, just does it out of panic. It's semi-conscious. The, um, the, the transcript calls him invisible pervert guy, which is very That's funny. his name. So what happens when you're invisible yes. pervert. Yep. 
It's true. Um, and then Todd, we see Todd, who is now chasing the bullies instead. Um, oh, we we I forgot to mention that. Well, nobody mentioned he. We saw him make a wish, and now he's chasing his bullies. And he stops and stares at Dean, who's yes. watching him. And right. he goes, "You got a problem, Mister?" And Dean goes, "What?" No. I forgot about he's that. He's like surprised. He's like, "What?" It's so good. Children being mean to Dean always hits. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. And then Dean comes down with major food poisoning. Um, and somehow, yeah. in between spending time in the bathroom, uh, he has done all this research about the coin. His work ethic, uh-huh. insane. Dean did the research for once. He yes. doesn't usually do that. I think my next note is back at the teddy. Because we've talked about the coin lore is this already. Is the teddy yeah. shoots himself? Yeah. He sh- yeah. He left a little like note on the blackboard, like a he little did. like easel I... for a kid, you know, and and signed, and then he yeah. like you, it, it like pans to the it's wall behind him, and there's just a shot of like T-bear. fluff flying through the air. It's really funny. I felt like I generally like. You know, suicide is serious, depression is serious. I am not always certain about jokes related to them, but this is really funny. Just as like visually, who is all the depression has been work, suicidal. Like the, this shit's like, funny as shit. <laughs> like, like the the build up to what, like you know exactly where it's going. It's like it's still like the fluff. The setup and payoff with the fluff is <laughs> really so good. good. <laughs> it's really funny. Oh, it's so good. And then we get another payoff later. We see Audrey with the regular size teddy bear, and he's got a hole in the back of his head. Yeah, and she's Wait, covered and it's, it with some tape. And it's shot. It's, it's so it's good. So Again, good. like, The payoff on all the jokes Fantastic here. at comedy yeah. writing. The payoff is so good. The, there are so <laughs> many bits, and they all pay off. Suicide jokes aren't funny, except when they are. <laughs> yeah, it's just some, it's really tight writing. It's good. Shoutouts to Bedland. Um, on a very different note, next we see Dean having a nightmare about hell, and Sam wakes him up, yeah. and Dean immediately starts drinking again. And yeah. Sam's mm-hmm. like, come on. Has Dean already tell. gotten food poisoning? Yeah. Yes. I don't know why, but the only note I had for that is, you know how it is with food poisoning dreams. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even remember writing that! What? What the Did fuck I miss something? <laughs> no. Are you are you are you good? <laughs> no! I'm concerned for past me's well-being. Um so Dean Sam says the nightmare is the drinking. I'm with you 24/7 and know something's going on. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, he says I just I just wish you'd talk to me. And Dean says, careful what you wish for. And Sam goes, flat bait, like deadpan cute. He is cute, but Dean, stop dodging your feelings. Yes, so true. Yeah. Uh, then Dean says, can we stow the couple's therapy? Which I don't like. Why can't you say family no. therapy? Group therapy? Yeah. There's, there's yeah. other types of therapy. Yeah. Also, usually in couples therapy, you're not like talking about your trauma. You're talking about how fucked up your relationship is, so... Sometimes the trauma is a Well, Sam did say, I wish you'd talk to me, which is part of their relationship That is true. That is true. Still. Um, But Dean Dean says, we're on a job, I want to work. So he's really just like, if I keep my mind busy at all times. No, if I keep my body busy, what's the the Chris Jager line? 
I can't remember his name. Either. I know what you're talking about, but I don't have the I don't have the line memorized. It's the Parks and Rec Chris. He says Chris Traeger. I was so close. He says if I keep my body moving and my mind's occupied at all times, I will avoid falling into a bottomless pit of despair. That's Dean. Oh right. He's literally just like I yes. have to be busy all the time, which is his ADHD, and then I will not be depressed. Me. This is depression. Um, Wyatt, you said that Wes and Hope have been like backgrounded in previous scenes which Uh is it's so weird they're just like oh this is the best lead we got and it's like literally the only quote-unquote clue here is that like she's way too hot for him is that he is like that is literally the only clue you have you saw a couple and you were like wow she's gorgeous and he's not and she's like being sweet with him like that's not a clue that's just people being a couple yeah yeah and like no absolutely no offense at all to ted raimi he is a weird looking guy not in a bad way at all just like not has it has a very recognizable face yes. yeah it's and good. like I they're so it. weird and judgmental they're like there's no way a beautiful woman yeah. would ever be with a man like that like have you guys heard of a personality literally yeah. fucking pretty boys they have no clue, none, it's none. True. They're just like, oh, this oh, couple got together about, we'll at get the right to this. time. The bit where, the bit where he talks about how pretty they are in the car. Yeah, is very, we'll, we will we'll talk, talk about, about that. It. Um, and then we see Wes and Hope who are having an extremely dysfunctional relationship. Yes. At least he's uncomfortable. Yeah, he's not it. happy that she's no yeah. longer a person. Like, yeah, this is like, um, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff will do. A lot of like this type of show will do the thing of like person who wishes someone will be in love with them or like the love potion plot or whatever. And like, generally it's like, generally they are more nefarious than this guy is in terms of like, he didn't know he just made a wish. Like he didn't know it was going to do this. Like, yes, he knew, he knew that his grandpa said that this was a magic wish granted coin and not yeah, to that's use just it. What but also say. that's the thing is grandpa said, yeah, it's like he threw a coin in the well and made a wish. Like he is not a guy who believed that magic existed and like the way the wish is turning on him and the way he's like really uncomfortable with it, like is good and interesting. This is the way better yeah. version of the guy who brought his dead friend back yes, to life. Yes, good- yes, yes, yes. Sorry, that was really graphic. It's better than uh, two, four children shouldn't play with dead things. Yeah. I really like that he's he's like, are you happy? And she says, I love you more than anything. He goes, I know. I know. Uh-huh. Um, he's like, I want you to start doing things that make that made you happy before. And she's like, I'll try to be happier. He's like, that's not what I mean. He's he's like, he's trying to get through to her to be back into being a person um, who cares It's really sad because him, like. It's not working because of the way. Yeah. Like, he's not trying to ruin yeah, her life sad, or her, her agency. He's pretty upset that he's yeah. accidentally fucked over her agency. Yeah. And then the boys show up. Yeah, I was just yeah. going to say, like, he um clearly, like, had a reason for, like, have, for, like, being in love with her. Mm-hmm. Like, it does not like that he's turned her into, like, an automaton. Yes. It's good that he still respects her humanity, even though he's, like, really upset about not having gotten what he wanted. Yeah. The the implication also is like she probably wasn't I mean it's been a month like the wishes uh, wishes take a while to turn so it was probably normal for a little while mm-hmm. but like it's starting to turn now or like has been starting to turn recently and like he's getting more and more like uh oh did I, I I think I fucked up. Yeah. Um and then the guys show up. Cuz yeah, like I'm also going. I like just sorry just if you think about this from like the normal human reaction it's like a coincidence right like if that happens it's like oh well i guess that's weird but like i'm not gonna suddenly believe in magic 
because this happened. I don't know. Like the fact that the boys show up and tell him it was magic makes it more like he's going to believe them. Yeah. But he wouldn't necessarily come to that conclusion on his own. Um, So speaking of which, the boys show up and he goes, aren't you guys from the health department? And he says, yeah, and florists on the side. And Dean says, plus FBI. (laughs) And on Thursdays, we're teddy bear doctors, which is classic. And he goes, huh? Because it's such a weird thing to say. Dean, you're just being incomprehensible. It's such a weird thing to say. Um, then Hope comes back in and says how Wes is between jobs right now. So again, indicating that like he's not a, a good prize. Um, and she's like, you know, we both grew up here, but I never really knew who he was until one day last month. I just saw him yeah. for the first time. He was glowing. And she she just keeps kissing him. And he's like, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> And then, oh, so they tell him, hey, you got to take this back. Things are going to happen. Um, Dean says, if you don't stop it, something bad's going to happen. And Sam says, something bad like us. Oh, boy. Yeah. Jeez, Sam. Like, explicitly threatening a human being and saying, hey, we're the bad guys here. Like, it's so much. Only Bedlin has so the balls true. to do this. So then the boys are in the car with Wes and they talk about like, hey, does this seem like a healthy relationship to you? And they hit the invisible pervert uh-huh. guy just because. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I thought it was going to be the bear. I, I, I also thought it was going to be the bear. Um, and Wes says, careful what you wish for. You know who says that? Good looking jerks like you guys. The ones who've got it so easy because uh-huh. you happen to be handsome. And they both go easy. And he says, yeah, women look at you, right? They notice you. And Sam goes, believe us, we do not have it easy. And Dean says, we are miserable. <laughs> we are miserable. I Hold on. I need to go back slightly because Dean says a thing that is, a, as Dean says, you're not supposed to get what you want, man. Ooh. Not like this. Nobody is. You're Oof. not supposed yo, 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 yo. to get what you want yeah dean says we have to fight tooth and nail to just keep whatever it is we got sam says you know what maybe that's the whole point Wes. dean says yeah people are people because they're miserable bastards because they never really get what they want sam says right yeah you get what you want you get crazy dean says take a look at michael jackson huh or hasselhoff (laughs) sure dean all right but uh not getting supernatural and not getting what you want and Mm -hmm. later things God. Also, good segue of Wes being like, you know what? Hope loves me now completely, and it's awesome. Besides, look around. Where's all this uh, insanity you guys are talking about? They see a super-powered little boy <laughs> going, kneel before Todd! Which the... Yeah. Which, uh, love the kneel before Zod yeah. reference. Wait, that was a reference? It's very yeah, funny whether or not, like, you recognize this as a reference, which means it's a really good reference. Yeah. Um, so like, it works whether like, or not yeah, you Storm understand it. He's just going, kneel before Todd, which is hysterical because Todd is such a normal, bland-ass name. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, this is where Dean tries to Spider-Man him and gets whacked in the face. He's he's like, he's I've always wanted to be an Uncle Ben character. He's like, I am going to. Yeah, he tries. He just wants to, he just wants to be a dad and give so late speeches. <sighs> he wants to help children. He does. And then um, Sam and Wes are by the restaurant, and um, Wes says, well, why can't we just get what we want? And Sam says, because that's life, Wes. And then Sam just fucking dies. Then he gets hit by a lightning bullet. He dies. He gets struck by lightning. He's literally killed. This is Sam's, what, second death? I guess guess she wished he would die, and because all the wishes stop, like, get reversed... That brings him back to yeah. life, I guess. I don't even know. 
Um, also, the trivia page here notes that um, he's wearing completely different shoes when he gets blasted out of them. <laughs> it's very funny. It also says that this is um, when he gets struck by lightning, the different shoes that we see him get blasted out of is the same shoe that he lost in Bad Day at Black Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Little bedlam continuity there of Sam losing his shoes. Incredible. God. Layers. Anyway, so Sam is just lying there dead. Dean is being choked out by a 12-year-old. <laughs> They're really, like, getting their ass handed to them. Oh, uh, I gotta clip that segment. <laughs> what a stupid show. I love it here. Um, And then Hope does her whole, I had to do it, I love you more than anything, etc. speech. And Wes... Mm-hmm. realizes that this is too much and he picks up the coin and so both of the boys are okay now and dean dean does yeah. a little okay man no more no more right dean, uh, to, for the yeah, dean, benefits yeah. it's so cute it's adorable. to make them think that todd still has it's superpowers so fucking yeah it's cute. good the the do i know you like hope to wes is a very good knife in the yeah. heart this is great because it's like a super small town too. Yeah, they've yeah. lived here. Their whole, it's not even like oh, one of them is new to town. They've lived here their entire lives, yeah. and she just never realized. You he see existed. the same seven hundred people every Fourth of July, <laughs> and she doesn't even fucking know him. Uh, we like zoom out of the oh. restaurant, and down the street there's this, something that looks like its name. The store is just fetish. Yes. Why? Oh. I didn't like it. <laughs> Um, then we see Audrey with her parents. They're very sunburnt, which I guess is how their Bali wish went wrong. It's so cute. Yeah, it's really, really funny. Better. I want to read like a 800 word micro fic about their own side adventure during all this. Yeah. They got attacked by mosquitoes. Are there mosquitoes in Bali? Probably. There's mosquitoes everywhere. There's mosquitoes. Yeah, they're everywhere. Those fuckers. Um, so they've they're an important part of the ecosystem, but I hate them. <laughs> they can feed themselves, not on me. They actually um, don't bite me. It's anyway, fine. Audrey gives them a little wave, yeah. which is really cute. And then Dean does... <laughs> Dean gives a little wave Yeah, back. Dean does the whole... Remember the conversation we had earlier? We should talk about it again, because it's uh-huh. the end of the episode. And he says, I do remember everything, but I'm not going to talk... He doesn't say that it's 40 years. We know that, but he... Sam doesn't. Um, he says he remembers everything, but he's not going to talk about it. Um, and... <sighs> This is literally the end of the episode. Like, it's such a dark note to end this very goofy episode on. Um, Because he says, I'm not going to talk about it. Sam says, Dean, look, you can't just shoulder this thing alone. you got to let me help. And Dean says, how? You really think a little heart-to-heart, some sharing and caring is going to change anything? Somehow heal me? I'm not talking about a bad day here. And Sam says, I know that. And Dean says, the things that I saw, there aren't words. There is no forgetting. There's no making it better. Because it is right here. Little tap-tap. Forever, you wouldn't understand, and I can never make you understand. So I am sorry. And then we just credits. Hello. Yep. yep. Well, we do a slow zoom out to like the beautiful view because yeah. like it's really interesting. They filmed this in Squamish, but this pier uh, is in Port Moody, so they drove all the way. <laughs> like those two places are far from each other. They drove all the way there to do this shot in particular. It's nice. It's which pretty. like they obviously did that on purpose. They wanted this big, nice, pretty appear to like contrast the extremely like serious conversation that the two boys are having it's good i like i like the the location they chose for Mm -hmm. this it's really a really nice sunny day out like the lighting is good it's not washed out like the show often can be there's like people sailing their boats in the in the lake there's no lake uh by concrete washington but there is a dam and a river the skagit goes through 
That's just fair. Also, sorry, that's not a lake. That's the that's an arm of the Fraser. I'm pretty sure. Oh, actually, there is a lake, but there's a dam at the top of it. Oh no no wait! Lake sorry, I'm gonna correct myself. I know nothing Skagen. about my own country. <laughs> that's Burrard Inlet. That's the ocean. oh you're talking about in real life. Yes, I'm talking about Port Moody. I'm not talking about the town that they're pretending Port Moody is and slash Squamish is. It does, but it does. The point is, this is the, probably the most accurate supernatural has ever been. Well, yeah, that's the episode. What a wild episode. Yeah. So much. We didn't spend we made nearly it through, as long though. talking about this one, but there were angels in the last one, so. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, there's less to, yeah, we spent more beat for beat, but less, like, there's less, like, thematic overtone stuff to talk about. Because what is that, like, yeah, it's yeah, it's a magic coin. Plot. It's just, like, this is the Dean show now, and so we have an episode of yeah. them being silly, and then Dean says, I have problems. So. Yep. Not true, bestie. It's a good episode, though. Um, All right. Actor facts time. Um, as I said, hey, it's Ted Raimi. Um, Ted Raimi, Sam Raimi's brother, has been in most of the things that Sam Raimi has done. Um, is Ted Hoffman in the Spider-Man trilogy? Is um, a like is in Evil Dead as various things? Is is possessed Henrietta? Um, reprises his role as that character in Ash versus Evil Dead. Uh, also plays the character Chet Kaminsky in that. Uh, is Lieutenant J.G. Tim O'Neill in Sequest DSV. Jocks of the Mighty in Xena Warrior Princess and the Hercules show. Um, is minor characters in loads of stuff, including um, Twin Peaks, Baywatch, ALF, <laughs> Supernatural. <laughs> um, is uh, Has voice roles in Invader Zim and Code Monkeys. Um, is all over the place. Is... <laughs> Sorry, this doesn't matter. I just thought he was an episode of The Legend of the Seeker. That's just it's very funny to me. Um yeah, that's Ted Raimi. He's an interesting guy. Um also the uh pervert teen is Calum Worthy, um, who is a Disney boy. Um he is a major character in the Disney sitcom Austin and Allie. Um is uh alex trimboli in american vandal um he is taylor in pacific rim the black uh that cgi animated pacific rim show which i don't know if that shows any good um and this is this is cool shout outs to him i guess worthy is a vocal activist for the environmental movement is currently working with al gore's climate reality project and bono's one organization he has millions of followers across his social media platforms which he dedicates to educating and empowering his young fan base on the climate crisis and gender in gender inequality in developing countries nice. so shout outs i guess i mean you know i don't know how i feel about those big charity projects but that's mm -hmm. we, this is a supernatural podcast this is not a <laughs> go listen to the uh citations needed episode on charity um, I should actually, now that I'm saying this into a microphone, I should name the specific episode. God, the next couple, I don't know about Family um, Remains, but the next couple episodes are fucking, then, let's see, hold on. Just to finish my thought, episode 146, Bill Gates, Bono, and the Limits of World Bank, and I am of approved celebrity activism. Drop the link in the it's a good episode. Um, yeah. There's a, a good episode. Oh. Good, good. Actually, I think the rest of the, the rest of the season is good. Sorry, one other thing. Um, the sheriff, the, mm -hmm. the one-off guy, the big for the guy that that guy's talking to about Bigfoot, mm -hmm. um, plays Jesus in Superbook. I don't even know what that is. 
It is a CGI animated Christian children's television show where a quote, a group of kids and a robot learn lessons from the Bible with the help of a time traveling book. So like Nathan Hale meets VeggieTales? <laughs> yes. Also, apparently it wasn't always CGI animated. I'm looking at pictures of this and some of these are regular animated. I don't know what's going on here and I don't want to know. Anyway, he plays Jesus in that. Good for him, I guess. Okay. Is that, is that everything? Okay. Yep. Thank next you for week. listening. Hey, next week. Next time. Next right. week. Next week. We have. I know what you did last summer in heaven and hell. We got plot, you guys. We got the blueprint. We got redacted. Yeah. I'm so excited. That like was I was really loud. I'm sorry. The rest, like, what? So that was really loud. My like audio levels went all the way into the red for a second. Oh, my! I'm regularly <laughs> in the red. It's fine. Um. The, like, rest of the season, I think, is actually, like, really good. Um, season four knows what, what it's doing. It's true. Oh, man. There's so... This is when plot happens, essentially. There's a couple of Monster of the Week episodes, but there's a lot of plot. Oh, I'm so excited for 415, Death Takes a Holiday. Why, I cannot mm. wait to get your reaction. Mm. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Rubs so that's my together. bit. What? I said rubs hands together. Mm-hmm. Sicko's voice. Oh, Best yes. character introduction ever. God. Better okay, even than Cassie. Thank you for listening. I know in the edit it won't seem like this episode is as long as it was, but we've been here for three hours and 17 minutes. So I'm going to go now. And prepare for the tabletop game we have in uh -huh. like an hour. <laughs> So I guess right now um, we are. I mean, technically now. Yeah, we're gonna. We are. But we we're are pushing it back. Yeah. Staring at the pretty views as we don't Into talk a beautiful about our vista. Feelings. Yeah. Or yeah. Not talking about my feelings. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. You'll never. You'll never squeeze them out of me. Wilhelm screams. <laughs> oh, I could edit a Wilhelm scream to the end of this episode. It's public domain. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm saying we need <laughs> Wilhelm screams all over the place. Uh... Ah! <laughs> I can't do a very good Wilhelm scream. Okay, now that Emma's back, I'm going to read this post to you both. The Time Lord's complaining that the Master is out of control. My brother in Rassilon made him stare into the untempered schism. <laughs> Honestly, I do prefer my brother in Rassilon. <laughs> I fucking hate Rassilon, but I do too. My, my brother, brother in Castiel. Omega. So true, bestie. Wait, I don't like how that implies Castiel is a Christ figure. I take it back. Castiel is a Christ figure. Number one, died. Number two, Jewish. <laughs> Diversity win. by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an attribution share alike 3.0 international license. Find the link in the episode description. Mm -hmm.